0: Hi, I'm James Saylor. And I'm Marco Sparks. And welcome to Bros Watch PL2. We're back. It's February. Or right, will you when you mm-hmm. listen to this?
1: mm mm-hmm. uh,
0: We are just uh, counting down the days that still don't have numbers as to when exactly Perfectionist is going to air. Uh, it seems like we're getting close to release date, but not yet. Spring. Whatever that Spring. means. Spring. So, you know, either... In late March to late June, we'll see. I kind of feel like the longer they don't announce it, the the more likely it's gonna be June. But we'll see. Well, it would,
2: what, like, why would you be like, oh, it was in two weeks? Yeah, I don't know. I like
0: I don't know. You, I mean, you would, you would announce it some surprise out, or something. Right? You know, like
2: I don't know. It's not a, it's not a fucking Radiohead album.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they put out that weird little logo teaser thing. Or it's like, hey, look, it's the logo of the show, and then it's spring. It's like no That's, date, just spring.
2: I would love to be a fly on the wall of like the fucking like marketing people's office, where it's like we got to put fucking something out.
0: Like when I saw that, I was like, oh, we're we gonna get a date, and I watch it. And I'm like, huh, okay.
2: Yeah, don't show me enigmatic surveillance cameras, and don't tell me when.
0: <sighs> what, what do you think about the surveillance camera business?
2: I'm very curious about it, actually. I got to say, like, that was the, that was from the mystique that surrounded the show so far. That felt right to me, but I, I couldn't tell you why, hmm, per se. See,
0: I, I guess it feels wrong to me. Because there's.
2: I feel like there's been mention in the trailers we've seen with uh, Claire Hotchkiss talking about cameras or something.
0: I guess that, surveillance. that just doesn't interest me, I think. I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, obviously well, we, Mona had her own surveillance state, but like, I don't know, there's something something about it, like a camera, not like a hidden camera, but like a regular old surveillance camera that feels mm-hmm. more kind of like paranoid government, big business more than like, you know, kind of pulpy mystery.
2: The, uh, it, it immediately flashed me back to PLL season five episode, <laughs> And uh, like Spencer at Radley. And you get that great like last shot as she just like looks up at the surveillance camera that's been watching her the whole time. Uh, well, there's something yeah, going S5, on. At, like, E7, the, I think. Way to go. Uh, the college and, and uh, Hotchkiss Industries. I mean, we have Claire and Taylor and like a security chief and a bunch of other fucking people who may or may not be like
0: scientists at, at Hotchkiss Industries. I guess it just feels so far away. From the book and from anything to do with Mona and Allie either that I'm just like, what what is this show about?
2: (laughs) I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, but uh, this whole thing here where we read the book has nothing to do with the
0: show. (laughs) Yuck anyone's yum.
2: It doesn't have anything to do with the show. I mean, like, I feel like these chapters kind of really solidified that. Uh, Have you been following the adventures of Lucy Hale at all?
0: Uh, she's in some tropical paradise shooting the cast uh, the cast of fantasy, fantasy island. island it's just like it's pretty hanging that out cast. vacationing yeah oh, i keep wondering be- are they filming a movie it seems like they're just on vacation every day there
2: yeah there's like one day of instagramming where it's like they're all in a room and like maybe some business had just transpired between like her and like ryan hansen ryan
0: hansen first of all ryan hansen yeah. i mean are you noticing that- it I feel like he's got he's got a little bit of seizing in him now. Like, hmm. dude's looking good. That's that's what I'm saying.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Ryan Hansen would be wild in a
0: PLL universe. Just as Ryan Hansen.
2: Yeah, well, that'd be great. Like continuing the Ryan Hansen cinematic universe or the mm-hmm. streaming universe. Mm-hmm. I want Ryan Hansen to be like the new weird junior business partner of Peter Hastings.
0: I don't know if I can imagine that.
2: I remember watching some Ryan Hansen sitcom it was like I think it might have been called like Friends with Benefits. Did it that was, actually air? I don't know. I I I got an episode or two off iTunes <laughs> on a really dark time in my life. But like, well, I mean,
0: if he got off iTunes, it must have aired somewhere.
2: They might have just dumped it. I don't even know if they finished the season on on broadcast. But like, there's just something. Here's what I like about Ryan Hansen. I don't trust this guy for nothing. Like, making him the protagonist of anything is, I think, a very
0: fascinating endeavor. Because it's not like he's... Do you just have him slotted in as, like, a Dick Casablanca's?
2: Has he ever... Give me the
0: indication I think he that was. do anything else. I think he was more... I don't know, earnest, I guess, in Party Down. He seemed <laughs> less less of, like, a calculating douche and more of kind of, like, a naive tool.
2: Yeah. I'm just remembering when he... Uh, When he had to bleach his teeth. I had to quote that the other day. Uh, Hey, hey, Constance, how big would a bird have to be to like make you scared of it? I don't know, like 100 feet.
0: (laughs) Anyway, why did you want to talk about uh, Lucy Hale's Fantasy Island?
2: Well, why don't I ever want to talk about Lucy Hale and the words fantasy and also island? But like I just I've just been fascinated by like them just diving into fucking waterfalls and shit. And I'm like, cool.
0: Well, is it like, a movie year? The movie, yeah.
2: <laughs> you got the shifty dude from Crazy Rich Asians. You got some other people. I guess Michael Pena's in there somewhere.
0: It's like a Blumhouse thing, which. Bleh. Um, it's, it seems like a high production situation for Blumhouse. I don't know. It seems like they've got question a fair, is fair it, amount or of names. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Michael Pena. That's. I feel like he's not nothing. You know, he's like on the up and up. You so got Porsche, Double American. Day, Maggie Q. Uh, I think it's Jimmy yeah, Yang. Maggie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. right, Ryan Hansen. Yeah, shout out some money for that.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's. Here's what I'm saying. Let's take all of this Chris Pratt energy, throw it away. It was bad. It was stupid. Let's bring in Ryan Hansen. Ryan Hansen, Star Lord.
0: Huh? No, wouldn't he be like Nova?
2: I don't. I don't nah, fuck it. I just want. Chris don't Pratt don't
0: to recast. Do no. So you're you're out on Chris Pratt now? Are you like really uh? Heartbroken that he's getting remarried. Oh, I couldn't give a shit.
2: um But the their whole—he's like, reaffirming his like uh anti-gay Christianity. Like was just for the reminder that I don't care about Chris Pratt.
0: How's he? When was this? Um, it's like this
2: church that he's proud to go to or something.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I've, I always figured he's like closet Trump voter, but it, like feel like he like tries to keep that on the DL.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the proper response to Chris Pratt is to completely ignore his existence altogether. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ryan Hansen. Welcome back to the Ryan Hansen podcast. Mm-hmm. There's going to be the majority of our demo who's like, who the fuck is Ryan Hansen right now?
0: Everybody knows who Ryan Hansen is. <laughs> Dick Casablancas, the legend. Yeah. All right. Well, what do we have to say about The Perfectionist, the TV show? The shooting wrapped, it's yep. done. Mm-hmm. I believe there was a mention they did some pilot reshoots on like the last day or I think some they just said inserts. Reshoots. yeah it's said inserts yeah um pilot screener is is on the web but not available like people who have access to like freeform screener site like the pilots there but you can't watch it
2: uh I just want to make mention speaking of that broswatchpilot 2 at gmail.com that's all I'm saying
0: Oh, you want access to access that? I'm just saying
2: broswatchbelo okay. 2 at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, Sorry sure. Be conclusions. Nice. I mean, this is gonna be a week to week uh show, I'm assuming. It better not be a, like they I mean if they dump it, I'm gonna be so pissed. Like yeah. if they just like like throw them all out there at once.
2: I need somebody from like freeform to like come out and explain that decision if they do that. Like tell me tell me about like other than like the bold type and groanish like, tell me what other shows, you know, you're really, like, front. like.
0: <laughs> I don't think, I mean, I think all their other shows, they've been week to week. So, hopefully, yeah. God, that would be a nightmare.
2: I mean, I think you can get some of them, like, on Hulu two days before or something like that.
0: That's weird. Uh Yeah, shooting has wrapped. I mean, it started in, what, October? So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. April will be nice, you know like maybe like April 10th, somewhere around there. Whatever that day is. Whatever that day is. Mhm. That's know, a Wednesday. That's... So it have to be April 9th. Okay, there you go. I just you're, if, you're... if it's like June, it's going to be like, well, we got some some airtime to fill.
2: I think we can find something to do with ourselves. Sure, sure.
0: Well, shall we talk about the book? Did you have any other stuff for you in the the good girls?
2: Um, Trey Davis reappeared briefly on the social medias and then she disappeared again breaking news (sighs) yeah oh this is this is your dre davis update
0: did you ever watch the her madam hollywood thing
2: sadly did not i watched whatever that like 15 minutes that was online you should
0: you should uh there's it's like a way through like amazon prime that you like sign up for like a little add-on thing and you can watch it it's it's something
2: okay so in april can Mm -hmm. i cover that oh yeah All right,
0: you want to talk about this book? Yeah, The Good Girls, chapters eleven through I'm sorry, no, yeah, eleven through twenty is mm-hmm. what we're covering today. Uh spoiler alert, obviously, for the book if you're mm-hmm. concerned about such thing. We're real, real sure, unless they uh totally surprise us that none of this is gonna be in the TV show, but you never know.
2: They're I mean, they're having fun with like giving different people names of characters, which cool. It's not they like they still haven't really
0: said he was Haley air in his plane, right?
2: No, not officially, yeah, I wanna say somewhere they referred to her as like the mysterious character or something like that. Hmm. It's like, come on, yeah, come on. Her name is Yolanda,
0: and everyone knows that. um, do you have any overview thoughts on um, these chapters? I'd say I enjoyed it. It was there are a couple chapters and I think that we did ten total here. Couple early that were kind of like, let's catch up on so and so and like their boyfriend drama, yeah. which is kind of yeah you know, it, it was it it didn't feel very propulsive and like mm. and it's weird is because the next time you catch up with them they're like not even thinking about what just happened you know with their relationship situation so they kind of a- felt like they're there um to kind of move B plots and C plots along but for the most part like I think definitely in the back half it really uh, started to get juicy. So I'm enjoying it. I mean, I think I know who you're talking to, but let me see if I can suss it out a little bit more. Other than Julian Parker, how would you rank the other three? Uh, I feel like Ava or Ava was barely in it. No. And um, the Mac stuff was probably more compelling. The Caitlin stuff was predictable and not too compelling. I really, I actually really enjoyed the one Mackenzie chapter. The one where she's at like the dinner restaurant yeah yeah no i think the mac ones are pretty good i think the kind of turn she makes where she's like still hung up on blake is just like oh come on but it's not unbelievable
2: (sighs) you know yeah
0: yeah the backslide but no those um those chapters were fun i I feel like she's definitely the most fleshed out of the characters
2: the the issue i have right now is the 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 backslide there is it's like which of these two girls between her and uh, Caitlyn is going to like fall back into the arms of their previous enamorata, you know. Like, I yeah. guess I'd r- I'd rather see Caitlyn go back to Josh, who's super
0: boring, than Mackenzie go back to Blake. I mean, check I mean, it, it doesn't to me. It would make more sense for Mac to go back rather than Caitlyn, though, because mm. Caitlyn, like I, the vibe I'm getting from Josh, and you know, we'll get there, is that. It seems like he's kind of like moved on and he's matured, but mm-hmm. not like, in a, I'm trying to get back with you way. Mm-hmm. Just like maybe he didn't realize that like th- there was no reason for them to be dating either. The breakup was good for him. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, I hope this book ends of her not with Jeremy. I guess we should get into this. Oh, fuck that um, guy.
0: Yeah. Let's get into it. Chat. Well, so where do we leave off here? Um, Parker. Uh, Parker was last talking to Elliot Fielder who like convinced her to keep doing the therapy. And it ended with like a weird thing where she like could tell he was like attracted to her and and she liked it. So we'll see where that goes.
2: Uh, Alex is in jail. Mm -hmm. Presumably he like beat the
0: shit out of some people at his previous town. But like no one, they had lots of interviews with people who heard about it, but no, no confirmation from the involved parties themselves. Yeah.
2: There's like a guy and a girl, but also Mm -hmm. he's basically in jail for Granger's, you know, homicide. Uh, So the girls are walking somewhat on easy street, though. This is a weird situation. Of course, Ava's like torn up. Um, Leslie's mom is coming into town for a party.
0: Yeah. This is why we have the relationship stuff, because it's like, oh, it's over. We're free. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So chapter 11.
2: Start with Julie. She's uh she's hanging out, she's walking through oh, and Julie. So Ashley, that bitch Ashley, has like declared World War Ashley on uh Julie by like uh like really like email blasting her mom being a hoarder slob
0: monster social wreck. She's been outed. Julie hasn't gone back to school since then.
2: Yeah, so Julie's hanging out, she's walking through downtown holding hands with this uh, guy Carson, who's Australian Um, she can't believe that he wants to be seen of her then she sees a familiar girl on the street oh my god is that Ashley Um, we find out that everyone at their high school shops in American apparel so of course just they go in there as like a shopping date
0: do the American apparels exist anymore I think those closed down didn't
2: they I don't know
0: I think like they're their CEO was like a gross pervert. And so they like eventually fired oh. him, but like all the lawsuits like brought them down or something.
2: I feel like they were more billboards and they were actual retail outlets, but like they didn't have good shirts. Apparently mm-hmm. that was what they, they were built on. Right. Was their their basic white tees or whatever?
0: I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Just every so often I would get like a work shirt that was from like, you know, like their, you know, built base model t-shirt was used for it. And they're good shirts. I mean, they're pretty high kind of quality.
2: Okay, cool. But uh, could you see yourself in high school just hanging out there?
0: I mean, I don't know. High school kids just, like, go to the mall and shit. So I, I guess I could. Hmm.
2: So Julie doesn't want to be seen in American Apparel. Go, girl. Um, she plays it off as, like, OMG, we can't go in there. It's too mainstream. So she's like, I have a secret place, like, like around the corner. It's so hip that workers look down on the customers. You don't have cool facial hair or tattoos
0: or, like, read the right indie blogs, they'll roll their eyes. What indie blogs, what does one need to read to fit in at this uh, consignment shop?
2: Yeah. I read all things go. What about you?
0: Um, He's like, are you sure I'm cool enough to go?
2: And the answer is nope. Um, So she takes him to her favorite store, which is called Tara's Consignment or Tara's Consignment, which has like a gone off the wind theme, which I had to like pause this for a moment. Just to flashback. Do you remember the art? Do you remember the decor in like Cece's shop?
0: oh it was ridiculous yeah
2: like mm-hmm. the giant buddha baby with the three eyes and a huge a, a huge watermelon Kind mm-hmm. of that show uh so this is where julie's clothes come from the designer castoffs at a fraction of the price the shit she can afford on a lifeguards lifeguard salary the book throws it in my face because i wrote down here you have to love her incredible time management that she's that she's executing because she never
0: actually goes to work and then like a couple chapters later we kind of see her at work but no she i think she only lifeguards during the summer that was my impression so she just saved up like the the pennies that she's made from lifeguarding i guess yeah i don't know
2: because her mom's not doing shit
0: i mean she's never once mentioned going to to work so i, I my, assume it's just point. a summer thing
2: oh no, i kind of got the impression that like this is her regular sometimes job but i was like when does she go when does she work who's swimming in
0: Fall. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, she, she does mention here what that what? she bought Parker a studded bracelet. Not that Parker had even worn it. I wonder when she bought Parker that bracelet. Was that before or after the accident? Mm. <laughs> or the incident, it's I should hard. say.
2: Probably hard for her to wear of corporeal wrists. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so Julie's like zoning out, thinking about Parker, which happens to me on dates all the time. Carson brings her back to the here and now. Yeah, she tells him that she's worrying about her buddy Parker. He says, "You're such a good person, Julie. So caring, so selfless, and you're so beautiful. You know that, right?"
0: I'm like, "Uh-oh." Yeah, Carson. I don't know. I my hackles aren't raised too high by this guy. Like, I don't think he's like secretly evil. I think he's just boring. Um, I just wonder after the incident. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Um, there is some mention of the the yellow legal pad that, like, seemingly Granger had like all the shit on them, um, mm-hmm. and it's like part, Julie swears she took it, but uh, apparently it's not there. Parker's been disappearing more and more. Uh, doesn't, can't remember where she'd been. Um, it's interesting. Like It says, whenever Julie asked, Parker got weird and cagey, like she was hiding something mm. <laughs> from herself. <laughs> uh, oh, and also when she's talking to Carson, uh, she's like, I was thinking about my friend, Parker. I don't know if you've met her yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're going to play dress up on the date, which I assume
2: is just like pure montage material.
0: I can just uh, imagine the, like, the dude working the counter is just like, God damn, these stupid high school kids are coming in here playing grab-ass, and they think it's hilarious.
2: Now, this I've done in high school, but I've never hung out on American Apparel in high school.
0: Um, she oh, gets you a little hot. played grab-ass in a dressing room? Sure have. Oh, congratulations.
2: Yeah, she gets a little hot and bothered because they're just a dressing room away from each other. She were you, were think, you
0: wearing a, a deep plum dress with a high-low hem or a royal blue three-piece plush velvet suit?
2: Uh, less than that. Um, but just addressing them away from each other. She actually thinks he was practically naked and so close. Um, this girl was like double frustrated, I think, because she has two horny girls in her head. Well, one on, Parker's really that horny. No, Parker's definitely not horned up. He's just like She's... horny for vengeance, <laughs> which, uh, what that could be such a great tagline for a show. Like I could just see that on a billboard in LA. <laughs> um so he gives she gives him a hard time because she's a girl and she's like ready before he is he points out he's trying on a three priest suit which is blue velvet so she, he comes out sees her body her banging bod in this dress he gets all horned up uh he pulls her into the dressing room and they start making out this is when the salesperson's like uh you're not
0: supposed to share dressing room you guys finding everything okay
2: yeah so they change back to their normal clothes run out laughing
0: double uh, over as soon as they get outside I'm sure that employee is super happy I just I can't picture the royal blue crush velvet like my brain I, I could see like a some sort of maroon or purple velvet but royal blue it just that seems like it would be too gaudy even for a crush velvet look I would say like a navy blue yeah blue. yeah the royal blue just seems like too bright yeah um, yeah
2: so they're going to get coffee at this place called Cafe Mud, um, which we're going to hear about a couple of times in this. Uh, so they go get their coffee, They're the table outdoors. They're hanging. They're being chill. She's getting used to what, quote unquote, happiness and quote unquote, freedom feel like an unfamiliar sensation long. in
0: her chest. It was happiness. Yeah,
2: it doesn't last long. She sees a couple of girls from school at the ATM across the street pointing at her and laughing. This town is fucked.
0: Well, they're all in like downtown Seattle right now, too. So like even though they've are like, they? I think or are they so. Beacon Heights. I think she says, mentions downtown at the start of the chapter here. I think she just says downtown, I thought. I don't, I, my you, impression of Beacon Heights is that it's a suburb. I don't know. You, you continue on and I'll, okay. So. Are you screwing it through Catskin? Is that what you're doing? No, I
2: just bumped the thing while reaching okay. for the book. It um, just says parking lot downtown. Sorry.
0: I, I, I have not gotten the impression that Beacon Heights has a downtown. Maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to be like Tacoma or something. <laughs>
2: Oh, you're from Tacoma? I'll talk slower. <laughs> um, yeah, so she assumes that uh, she's nearby because girls are laughing at her. Well, You get so, the line
0: to- where she's talking about, you know, how Beacon Heights is the way it is. It's, we're in Beacon Heights. Everyone is actually perfect here. Mm. Are they? Mm.
2: Not to each other. Um, so Carson tries to calm her down, tells her no one is talking about it at school. No one's perfect. She's like, uh, hello, everyone is. It's uh, the name of the book series, bro. He tells her that his life is now perfect because of her. Yeah. Mm. So he commits her to come back to school, even though she doesn't want to. She says that she'll leave. Even the slightest
0: thing happens. And he's like, trust me, nothing will. He says, I'll kick anyone's ass who even looks at you funny. And so she's like, OK, I'll come back for you. You know, I'll try it for a day.
2: Maybe that's why he disappears. He's got so much ass to kick.
0: <laughs> yeah, this guy's got a lot of ass to kick. It will. Um you a lot know, I was thinking, of a- So this is the good girls as opposed to the perfectionists. Uh-huh. I feel like the good girls as like a high concept maybe makes a little more sense for these characters overall than the perfectionists. Like I guess that was one thing I never felt in the first book was the idea that concept of like everyone in this town is perfect. It's so hard to be perfect. Like I just it never really landed for me, I think. I mean it's it's
2: loose. Ava's the best at being a teenage model who also is like secretly very good at school, mm-hmm. despite rumors. Caitlin may or may not be the best on the soccer field. Uh, Mackenzie's may be the best at whatever Mackenzie plays. I guess um, just the, the
0: concept of the good girls makes more sense to me for these characters, or it's like, oh, these are good girls, but they did a bad thing, you know.
2: I mean, it's more versatile and it's much more like in the the general PLL milieu. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, the perfectionists. I don't know. The Perfectionist, to me, honestly, sounds more like uh, if – Sounds you like some sort of, to, like,
0: uh, crime squad.
2: Well, if you were to reveal that these girls had some kind – there's like, an antimatter click to these girls who were, like, secretly out to get them. Like, I could see, like, book three of The Perfectionist. It's like, ooh, don't mess with these bitches. They're stone cold. Awesome. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think The Good Girls just – it's more but it's maybe more generic of a title so maybe that's why it's I mean, not it's not the, not first the, book is the, the good
0: perfection. girls is necessarily not generic but i guess it i feel like it makes more sense for the collection of characters we have
2: i'm just very curious of why this is a two book series
0: anyway so chapter 12 yeah. mackenzie mac is uh pulling into the parking lot of umami a trendy thai restaurant in downtown seattle so this time they say downtown Seattle. So yeah, I, 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 don't,
2: who knows. I think there is some kind of Rosewood-esque Main Street, perhaps to Beacon mm. Heights. But this might be just my favorite chapter in this section. Uh, this place is is known for its spicy wings. So she's meeting Oliver here, this and makes the other. I want to go to geeks.
0: Mommy Burger now.
2: Not the same thing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much closer to you, so yeah. Um. So meeting the other Juilliard geeks, she's trying to pull off some smoky eye under her glasses.
0: So she, she wears glasses. She mm-hmm. has blonde hair. Mm-hmm. I guess I've been kind of mentally trying to picture kind of like a nerded out Hannah Marin for this character. Mm. Like it doesn't all the way fit, but I feel like she's got a little bit of Hannah in her. Maybe pre-start of PLL Hannah. Yeah, yeah. Like Hannah yeah. Hannah without the PLL baggage or at least some of it, you know. Or uh, gloss, I yeah. think.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to say she's I want to say there is a mention in the previous stuff we read about it's like a very oblique mention in her physique and it's like not as perfect as the other girls, quote unquote. Um but Mackenzie seems the most fun to me. Like she seems like the most normal person. Um mm-hmm. if you're into that kind she of thing. She seems that's the
0: most uh kind of a quirky personality. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I would rather hang out with a dork like her than some of the other girls, except for Parker rager parker mm-hmm. uh so she hears a news report that alex is still being questioned about granger's death which may or may not be connected to nolan hodgkin's death too so
0: so she they're trying to put, with, put both of the deaths on alex bum bum bum
2: yeah she ruminates on how you really don't know anyone these days which yeah seriously starts going inside finds that she's humming one of blake's songs it's Like she's haunted by this guy
0: uh um, yeah that blake's like weird like cello band that he fronts she's like humming one of his songs for that ominous jello yeah
2: like this poor girl doesn't just have like like butterflies happening in her stomach in this chat, but she's got like murderous lepidoptery um also uh, i was a little bit triggered because she mentions how she had like wrestled up some a game and mackie on this dude oliver puns intended i was like you can't do that sarah Shepard. you can't do that um so she basically gave this dude her number so he could call her get a girl she's been texting with him um, we get inside. I love how this is, this is written. She spotted a long banquet table against the back wall where the group, most of whom she recognized, was chatting excitedly. They looked a lot like her, in chunky knit sweaters, thick black or tortoise shell glasses, ironic little girl hair clips on the girls, ratty, mostly Mozart, or interlocan t-shirts on the guys. Dorks.
0: Yeah, so we, we never really got the what happened at the end of her last encounter with all these Juliet dorks, but I guess uh, she was saucy and entertaining uh the move where she like takes his phone and puts her number in and says now you can call me i would never hand anyone my phone so they could do that but sure
2: you wouldn't do that though you wouldn't be like give me your phone i'll give you my number
0: and i i would never like give someone my phone so Uh i wouldn't presume to take anyone's phone either i guess okay you
2: don't you don't just like borrow the phone write your number and then be like you just got I just.
0: Who who hands someone else her unlocked phone these days? Like, what are you doing? You just got a nasty case of the
2: Jameses. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I'd want to meet that person.
0: Yeah. Mm. It's just there's too much on your phone these days. It's mm. like too central to your life.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's,
0: it's my my social grimoire.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so Max shows up. She has right to all over. her. She plays it cool, and I respect that. This girl, she's she's got some coolness here. She's just like. He's like, oh, hey, I didn't think you were coming. And she's like, nah, just fashion be late.
0: Oh, yeah, we just, find out that Oliver's got uh, he's got blonde hair, sculpted biceps, and tan forearms. He's even more handsome than she remembered.
2: Yeah, so tosses her coat on the chair, and then motherfucking Claire out of nowhere. Claire's all like, that's my seat. Why don't you go try that seat on the other side of the fucking table?
0: Well, it's funny so because she- in this whole chapter, Max just like trying to be like, I'm going to be the cool one. I'm not mm-hmm. going to like be extra or obsessive or act jealous, but like she really doesn't i feel like walk that line entirely like in this chapter she's like shoving her tongue down this dude's throat in front of everyone like in a panic
2: well i mean she surfs on it for a little bit and you know how because of booze that's mm-hmm. how um so she plays it cool she goes and does that and the other end of the table uh this guy oliver is like looking down at his phone the whole time so this part i'm like you know what's going on you asshole um So she goes and sits by that. No, dude, he's texting Lou, she, her.
0: That's what. Oh, happening. is he texting her at that point?
2: Yeah. Oh, even though she's standing right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because she said um, she decided uh, the worst thing to do. She decided was to act like this bothered her. Oliver had been texting with her after all.
2: Oh, so. not not that moment. Like she's saying that they have they have a bona fide connection at this point. He's not sitting there like literally the, texting. The, the her, her, her is moment.
0: italicized. I feel like that implies. That like he just like checked the text that she got and she sent him or something.
2: Uh I don't read it that way. But mm. uh so she goes to this Lucian guy who's clearly a vampire Fucking who's Lucian. also described as as bird like.
0: Well, we got we got Rachel and Lucian. There's like a flask of uh was it Hennessy, I think?
2: I don't know if they brand it, but it's like it's she's just like <laughs> whiskey. <laughs> um don't pass it, Rachel says, because these other like, we are straight prudes.
0: Yeah, they're, they're like the cool kids inside the cool kid group. They're they're so cool that they go to Juilliard, but also they're like not those dorks who like aren't drinking from a flask the whole time. These are the cool kids inside the cool kids group made of the dorks who are going to Juilliard. Mm-hmm
2: um So it's a lot of crosstalk with the eyes, a lot of watching and observing. Oliver's casting glances over Mackenzie. Mackenzie's noticing that Claire is in fine form, flirting like crazy with Oliver, batting her eyelashes a bunch, giggling, tossing her hair, tossing the hair. That's always I don't know that fascinates me. Like mm. whoosh, whoosh, that's my hair gesture. uh sound effect. He's laughing at her jokes. Pulls away when she touches his thigh. Meanwhile, Mackenzie's just like taking swigs of that whiskey. Um,
0: Claire goes getting confident.
2: Yeah, Claire gets up to use the bathroom. Rookie mistake. You pee your pants. Um, Mackenzie makes her move. She goes talk to Oliver, and again, she's playing it cool. She's like, "Hey, long time no see."
0: I think the I like, the mistake with Claire is not bringing Mac with her. Like she she should have pulled the like, "Hey, come with me to the bathroom," you know, like just to like keep tabs and make on Mac.
2: Small talk with your mortal enemy while you're yeah. peeing. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. Unless you're going to do like that guy in that Sherlock episode just pee on the person. I don't look, want to talk Look to
0: what her. happens because she didn't. That's True.
2: So long time no see, she says. He's like, I thought you were avoiding me. And she's like, no, just making the rounds. And I'm like, holy shit. You are a cool girl right now. Uh, or at least this is better than what you displayed before. So she's laying some smooth talk. He's She's asking the dude about his farm. I don't recall this. He's a
0: farmer. Sure. Whatever. Was it amazing?
2: Did were they if it wasn't for Juilliard, would they have met at farmersonly.com?
0: Yeah, he had pick <laughs> goats. I mean, Max definitely doing the like, no matter what this guy says, she's gonna be amazed by it. You know, true, true. But I mean, I guess, you know, hey, this is the way to my heart.
2: Get me talking about my fucking farm, get me acting the fool. Uh so Claire returns, she's like, Um, hello, you're in my seat again. Mm-hmm.
0: Party foul, Claire.
2: And the book actually says that Claire hissed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What happened, Claire? Like, you used to be my favorite.
0: (laughs) Oliver seemingly is oblivious because he's just like, oh, you guys know each other? Uh, Smiles obliviously. Oh, right. You're both in Beacon. Well, cool, then. There's no malice in his eyes. No sense that he was two-timing them. But still, Mac didn't want Claire sitting here and ruining her sweet little down-on-the-farm moment with Oliver. Then suddenly, she realized how she could make Claire leave for good, and then she shoves her tongue down this dude's throat.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I mean would you agree guys are not as aloof as they always seem i think this guy like if this guy is not not sensing the temperature he's, rising he's high in this
0: school room they remember a high school kid true 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 yeah so they
2: start making out they're making out for a few minutes to sash she comes up from air when she looks over claire is just out the door heading outside that has got to be delicious Way to go, Mackenzie! I
0: realize that Claire played like an insane, like frenemy, like scheme on Mac, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I, I am more willing to feel sympathy for her, I think, than all the other various antagonists here.
2: Yeah, I mean, but essentially, Mackenzie has crushed her enemy, seen her driven before her, and heard the laminations of her dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but so she's just like what am i doing like who am i i i I may be drunk here but i'm not the girl who makes out with dudes in public i'm not the girl who's rude to people well that's that's after she
0: like runs off with this guy to his car or her car i think i think it's her car um and they like before
2: before before, because so um she's she's talking about that and he's just like i had no idea talking about llamas got you so hot Mm
0: -hmm. and the book
2: says mac blush trying her hardest to snap back to the present what can i say Llamas are sexy. And then he's like, do you want to get out of here? hmm So they go
0: back to his Prius and the decor is... That's right, Winter his Prius. <laughs> Winterfresh and Rachmaninoff. Yeah, so they're making out, you know, tilting the seat back in the Prius so she can straddle him. And then uh, it says, uh, but suddenly, Mac felt sort of separate. She didn't feel like you know, the emotion uh, she was expecting. In fact, she felt kind of felt nothing. mhm, uh-huh. So seemingly right in the middle of their hot and heavy passion there she's like why am I doing this Um, we'll find out why mm-hmm. uh, was this it because she made backup. Claire leave was it because she dragged an innocent guy in her stupid little game was it because she felt as heartless as Claire and so she has to like you know hit the brakes on that and he's just like oh sorry did I read this wrong and she's like no you're amazing and I just peace out mm-hmm. I'll call you no I won't <laughs> yeah So she gets back
2: to her car reaches for the Kleenex
0: Finds that card. Check off card. Yeah.
2: Yeah. From, yeah. From Blake and the gummy worm cupcake. It's a goofy card. He knows that she's a sucker for them. It's like a giraffe of sunglasses. Uh, his notes all about how he's an asshole. He should never have gone along with Claire's machinations. He knows he's lost her forever, but he still has the memories. He carries her chap stack, chapstick around like a good luck charm in his guitar case. Yeah. And he says he loves her at the end of it too.
0: Sure. I mean, it's a teenager
2: yeah well and do anything so, to get
0: you back just name it blake tears streamed down Max's cheeks and all at once she knew this is why she felt so empty kissing oliver he was a good guy and would probably make a good boyfriend but he wasn't the person she wanted the person she couldn't allow herself to have he wasn't blake
2: which i would say is a good thing but okay
0: i mean and i guess it's me, right? like first crush you know she's willing to she's willing to put up with a lot, like get the idea of, of getting the dude that she well, wants.
2: Well, to be fair, there's mileage. She has been into Blake for a while.
0: Yeah. Uh, then we get our Caitlin chapter.
2: I guess my hope is that she ends up like friends of Claire again.
0: Maybe. I don't know. Hmm.
2: I just surprised myself saying that. Yeah. So chapter 13, where Caitlin,
0: you're looking for like the lady bird ending.
2: Well, yeah, the lady bird ending. I want to, I want to lady bird it. Um, Caitlin's getting ready, dressing up for her big surprise date with Jeremy. Jeremy Friday.
0: Uh, there's she, a line here where she says uh, K- Caitlyn had a love hate relationship with whales. Is that have we read anything to let us know why that is? I can't remember.
2: No, I don't think so. Okay. That'd be a whale of a tale. I know
0: there's like a whale watching thing, but I'm pretty sure that was Mac who was out watching whales with uh, Blake.
2: Mac. Mac got on the ferry with Blake. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and there were whales. Yeah, so I don't. I don't know what caitlin's history with wales is
2: which like i said it just that just flashed me back to that ferry station bathroom
0: oh you mean in your personal life
2: that weird when we were there a few weeks ago a few months ago and that weird stall
0: oh yeah so if if people don't know um it's the the bathrooms at the ferry terminal in seattle the there are doors on the uh the, the toilet stalls but they're like little half doors so they're yeah. like, well, they they're like come up to maybe what, like four feet high?
2: The hinges, the door, the hinge side, the door goes all the way normal, you know, not perfect, normal stall. Yeah. And then the door does this thing where it then comes down and it swoops down. And so basically, I was about to get on a boat for an hour. So I thought, well, maybe I'll shit now, hmm. you know, whatever. And so I'm there and I realize I can see the entire contents of the bathroom because the stall door comes up to like just below my shoulders. As I'm sitting there, it's it's
0: like maybe four feet high. And it's the kind of thing where like, if you were just walking by, you're probably only seeing the person in the toilets, like upper body, like, you know, like shoulders and head. But that's still real fucking weird. Well, because because
2: I can say this with some some veracity, because there's a dude who wanted to make sure that I knew he needed that bathroom next. And he just stood five feet from the from the thing facing me. And I was like, "This is." Oh, not you went through me. with it. Oh, okay. I, I had I had to go. Man. Wow. Okay. And then, meanwhile, if I had I known, if you wait to get on the fucking ferry, it's like a fucking palatial
0: bathroom experience. Yeah, it's no, like a prefect make, bathroom in there. I
2: had to make goddamn eye contact with a rando the whole time.
0: So I, I, I was would, like, I would, I would have just found an abandoned corner somewhere else at the terminal. I was like.
2: I was like, guy, oh, you're about to find out some things about me. Let's do this.
0: Um, yeah, that's sorry. unacceptable, by the way. They they got to stop that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Seattle, this is why you lost the perfectionist. This is why they moved that shit to Oregon.
0: This is why the Sonics left.
2: Yeah. Uh, whatever that means. So she never remembered Josh surprising her, except the necklace he'd gone her right before they broke up. But that surprise me been kind of ruined by him giving it to her in front of their parents. So... Jeremy's been texting teases all day, clues about the surprise day.
0: Man, let's all read on Jeremy Wright or what? Seriously.
2: It's shit like you'll scream when you find out what it is, which is horror movie shit. Um, and this is where the whole whale thing comes up. She's like setting herself up by fail for fail. I thought initially the failure
0: she's setting up, she was imagining all these awesome
2: romantic possibilities and he's gonna like waste it. But then no, she gets- it, a call.
0: What he does is entirely predictable. Not not just how he reacts, but like his his plan. His, yeah. his event that he has planned. Yeah. Yeah. Which the that was that was
2: this was like the moment where I was most disconnected because I'm like, well, I'm in my 30s. This means nothing to me. So she gets a call from Ursula Winters. Ursula Winters can't believe that Caitlin forgot about the new recruit soccer initiation thing the night. Ursula is almost like this bitch to whoever she's talking whoever she's there with.
0: Uh
2: so the most remember, important
0: bonding event for the soccer team. And she'd be a shitty captain if she didn't go. She had no choice. She had to be there. She would just have to reschedule with Jeremy he would understand oh will he you know at certain point I'm just like yeah fuck it I got got a full ride scholarship I don't care yeah so Um, she has to call this dude and be like hey sorry bro like I got this thing you know I'll I'll totally make it up to you I'll cook this like chicken thing that you like and he just it says you're kidding right his voice was small and kind of cold and he's like I wasn't just taking you to dinner I was taking you to see One Direction oh shit one Direction was her dirty little secret. She was a Nile girl. Didn't that guy leave the band?
2: No, it's the other one. The one with, uh, with the Z.
0: Whatever. Zane. Sure.
2: Guys like Zane. You can't, you can't trust guys named Zane.
0: Mm-hmm. Like Billy Zane. Billy Zane
2: was on some shitty freeform show with Anthony Stewart Head's daughter. Like, I really wish they could get Billy Zane into the perfectionist. I'm, I'm Doesn't seem him. like he would... Just fucking kill it. Yeah, I'm good with that. One. Really? Yeah. Not a big Zane head. You need to take a walk on the Zane side, my friend.
0: Yeah, I've seen the Phantom. No, thank you.
2: <laughs> hey, uh, you, you need to see Latter day Zane. Zane and Ryan Hansen teaming up for just about anything.
0: Oh, how dare you?
2: I would like to see those two guys just go shopping and shit it like shit it up. Like uh like Billy Zane and Ryan Hansen in, in cars getting coffee. I'd be mm-hmm. all over that. My dinner with Billy Zane?
0: Anyway, um, Jeremy is uh pissed off and being a dick about the whole thing Caitlin's just like oh my god that's so awesome that you got me these tickets oh this sucks so much I'm so sorry and he's just like yeah front row seats but it's whatever and she's just like hang on let me see what I can do and she's like forget it enjoy your night of hazing and he just she hangs up god on her
2: Hazing, yeah. yeah. the venom in his teenage boy voice well I got frustrated when earlier she's just like oh she felt like the worst girlfriend ever that's when I like I closed the book and I sat down for a moment just like you know, and then I picked it up. Um, so she can't get a hold of him again. Like, he won't answer
0: the fucking phone. Yeah, he just straight up hung up on her. And I think she's like a little shocked. Like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just get hung up on. She like calls him, says, you know, call me back. He's not answering. Uh, so eventually it's like, oh, fuck it. You know, got to go pick up some silly string. because Ursula says so. Got to get Ursula. to the. It's like some sort of like uh soccer girls party or something. Some sort of like initiation <laughs> thing.
2: Ursula is season one page because she's like, pick up some silly string since you haven't done anything else to help.
0: (laughs) Dark horse candidate, yeah.
2: Well, it's like, yeah, you remember Ursula Winters with the cool name? She's in here still.
0: (laughs) So they have team captain parking spots. Like the soccer team captains get their own parking spot at school. Which, like, also, uh, it's like, it's after hours. Do you really need to pull into your parking spot then?
2: Yeah. Do you remember how our high school had bowling club parking spots?
0: Uh, briefly they did. Yeah. Cause yeah, we made them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so that was a fun night with the cops. <laughs> almost we got were,
0: shot by the cops. Yeah.
2: As we were doing spray painting pranks, which is the kind of shit that I like, we would have been in jail like 10 years later.
0: Yeah. They, they just, they, they don't allow that these days. They, they I'm assuming statutory
2: your limitations and podcasts and you mm-hmm. cops got nothing. Um, so she gets to school, yeah, because it that Teeth thing. They're gonna go basically like TPing. Like that's the big they're gonna go TPing on the school campus, it seems like. Uh, you know,
0: I, I couldn't help but think of that time that me and uh my my cohort in the yearbook class like somehow like talked our way into teaming along with uh the girls' soccer team for one of their slumber parties that's like cover it for the yearbook.
2: Was that the uh the ghost and dire lane thing?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. They like it they no, had all these activities planned.
2: That's a magic trick.
0: Yeah, they went teeping. Like I don't know. Maybe it's a, a girls' soccer thing, where like there's like one night where like you have like a crazy party.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, get honest. If you were in girls' soccer in high school and it was just a there fucking... was
0: leg wrestling, yeah.
2: Really, go on.
0: That's no, there. You saw their yearbook spread. There are pictures in there. What about the pictures
2: you didn't use? Uh, you'd have to talk to Anthony. Never mind. They were teenage girls and we're adults now. Um, Mm -hmm. was it like the Native American leg wrestling where you do that thing with the calf to calf and you flip each other? Flip for real?
0: I don't know what that is, but it was leg wrestling. I don't know if there's more than one kind of leg wrestling. Okay. And you were just like, I'm fine watching this. Me and, me and my buddy Anthony are just like looking at each other like the, the dudes in Schmitz gay, you know, who are just like awesome. (laughs) Anthony's like, hold on. You want to see my face? (laughs)
2: Um... So also the boys' soccer team is doing I don't know normal soccer stuff. I think I guess. no, I
0: think they're doing their own thing. I think or it's like they? a it's it's not like together, but they're somehow at the same facility doing their own like hazing ritual.
2: I feel like if this like the boys' team would take it too far, it'd be too weird. It'd be like paddling togas and
1: mm-hmm.
2: something very inappropriate. Uh, so there's the boys' team and Josh. So the new recruits like head to locker room for like a Kool Aid bath.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know what that is.
2: I don't think I want to get like sticky electrolytes up my up my hoo ha.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, I don't know. Maybe it's good for you. Maybe it's like a cleanse. Maybe it's a goop thing. Um, so she talks to Josh. Crave. Yeah, um, who can tell she's been crying. She tells him that Jeremy's upset for her, and Josh is like, "Is he mad that you bail in the concert, or mad that you're doing the soccer thing?" So Josh gives her some like straight dope. Jeremy's a black and white dude. He says, "You're either this person." Or that person in his eyes.
0: Josh is just like, yo, check this. I may be a a, a ditz, but I know my brother. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, By the way, oh, sorry, you didn't know that. Yeah, he sucks.
2: So he points out, you know, wisely that maybe soccer is Jeremy's trigger to get pissy, which is like. Caitlin, you know this. You knew this. It's
0: been pretty clear.
2: Last yeah. month's podcast. Come
0: well, on. Well, it's because the
2: podcast, Caitlin.
0: it's because Jeremy thought that he was like, I don't know, converting her like deprogramming her away from soccer and that like he'd like won, and, like, oh, now you're going to be anime girl with me. It's like, yeah, uh, no, maybe she's not as into soccer as you thought, but it's still part of her life, dude.
2: I mean, I don't know if there's a problem with like having like a core we identify as a thing at the start of our relationship, as long as that's allowed to be adaptive and organic. But like, I don't think that you should ever base a relationship on how we're the, we're the the fugitives away from something. We're the rejects from this thing. Like
0: sooner or later, one of you is going to want to do something that'll feel like a betrayal to the other. Yeah.
2: Well, and the others, the others whole mode is going to be like, how can I hide you away?
0: Yeah. That makes me Um, think, did you read, there was like a really interesting article on salon from like 10 years ago. But it was called, like, I Married a Misanthrope. Did you ever read that? Mm-mm. Or is is like an essay from some woman who, like, married some misanthropic dude because they both, like, hated the world. And it was, like, her experience, you know, as time went on. And she was maybe not as much of a misanthrope as he was. I don't know. It was a pretty interesting read. Look, I hate the world.
2: I wouldn't want to be involved with somebody
0: who hated as much as me. That'd be depressing. Hmm. Uh, what's up with Tracy
2: Clark? Florian of late. Have you?
0: Oh, she's the, like, editor of Jezebel now. Cool. Right on. Yeah, I still keep tabs.
2: Good for you. Um, yeah. The boys team goes climbing the trees. Uh, I guess they're going after the uh, teepee that the girls threw up. There's like some kind of like, hey guys, we can get up there and get higher than the ladies. Uh, um, yeah, for, so he's,
0: for some reason he's climbing a tree to teepee, which like, dude, what the fuck?
2: Well, they're, like, they're Wait, still... you never gone teepee before? I was confused because there's... Yeah, what are you like cleaning up? I mean, the maybe teepee? he's a, he's a soccer you. guy
0: because his, his arms are just these limp noodles and he can't throw uh, roll toilet paper i don't know
2: no yeah, maybe um there's a, like they're still talking so i got confused at first there's a little bit of maybe the old spark or at least they're connecting and she perceives it the old spark uh, I, yada 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 josh falls out of a tree and maybe breaks his ankle
0: <laughs> oh i think he does yeah um i i didn't get an an old spark as much as a, a reminder that like oh there's a reason that we were that we did date for a while it's like we were comfortable with each other you know
2: I mean, she felt something, whether it's a recognition of that or or what have you. Um, but I like your read, though, that that at some point, Caitlin might try to make the move back to Josh. And he's like, you know what? Nah.
0: I mean, I, I don't need that to happen, but I feel like it, it seems to be implied in this that like Josh has. Perhaps leveled up a little in maturity from this whole experience, and then, yeah, he breaks his ankle, I think where we find out later he's gonna be like out for a year or something, so
2: yeah, um and and should be mentioned if he
0: breaks his ankle because he's talking to her, and she thinks she distracted him at like the wrong moment, and so she kind of somewhat blames herself. He's they call nine one one too, which' like I don't know sure, he's just garbage climbing trees, I don't know i I like broke my wrist like pretty badly in p e in high school and I just like waited till the period ended and tried to walk home. Sure.
2: Um, I like characters who climb trees like Kate from Lost or Aria from the little show called Pretty Liars. Um, so the Amethyst shows up. Of course, Ameth will always get under her skin because of Taylor. The EMT is like, are you family? Are you a girlfriend? And she's like, uh, Ooh. no.
0: No. The EMT is just like, not a girlfriend, huh? In your fucking face, slams the door. <laughs> I want the M.D. be like,
2: then why the fuck am I talking to you? <laughs> Get out of my way! <laughs> so they shut the doors. They take Josh away, and she's like, hmm shrug emoji. Um, chapter, chapter fourteen.
0: So it's back at Beacon Heights. This is a Julie chapter, right? Yeah.
2: This is. I think this is the
0: chapter. Uh, no, the the chapter's coming up, but uh, Julie's back at Beacon Heights. She's nervous. Um, there's a mention of a group of girls standing by the art wing with a large banner with a uh, grinder's face on it. So that's that's still going on, like the weird like hagiography of their shitty mm. teacher, like their Ezra Fitz is still just, being worshipped.
2: Do, do you remember that Ben in PLL where there's a scene where they're like in the, the like little lunch quad and like Arya is just like longingly gazing at Ezra holding court <laughs> with his, his groupies?
0: Yes, I do. <laughs>
2: God, I miss teenagers. Isn't Ari. she
0: like giving commentary on that to someone else too?
2: Oh, she's she's talking about how like their worlds are just being blown yeah. away and blessed by his intellect, <laughs> kissed by his divine wit. Um, so she's this is this is the chapter. She's worried about seeing Ashley, but also there's the giant banners. Um, she goes in, her friends Nissa and Natalie come running up to her. They're acting normal. This there's a the good job here, I think, in the text of like getting that kind of. Roman Polanski under your skin, like you're just waiting for shit to go wrong.
0: Well, she's thinking about herself uh, as, and now she was dirty and shameful, leaving only a stench of cat piss and rotten food in her wake. Um, and but she's like looking around, like, why were they acting so normal? Not even yeah. mention the fact that she'd been gone for a week.
2: Oh, so, and like you're you're lulled into this false sense because in this analogy, they're having a Halloween party on Friday.
0: That's where we are in the timeline. Uh, yeah, I have a feeling we're gonna we're gonna end up there in Act Three.
2: Yeah, costume-wise, she's thinking, well, yeah, I mean, it's Schrodinger, or the uh, uh, Chekhov's Halloween party. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. thinking sexy superheroes or even sexy Disney princesses. I don't know who the sexiest Disney princess is, and I'm thinking I don't want to know. It's Ariel. You think it's Ariel? Oh, because she's basically wearing a bra?
0: No, it's just, I think it's red hair.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, I am in love with the devil's daughter. I mean, Jasmine's basically just wearing, like, see-through lace, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she's basically covered like, tissue paper. Um, or obviously it's the little girl from Brave. Hello. Marita. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so so far so good. Carson needs to bounce. Uh he says he forgot a book in his locker, which is on the other side of campus, conveniently. Uh he's gone. Julie sees Parker down the hallway. She sees that Parker had stayed with her the night before, um, but disappeared sometime in the morning when Julie had been nervously throwing up in the bathroom. Yeah, I'd leave then. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the slumber party. <laughs> Splash. <laughs> Uh, so she goes talk to Parker Parker is in a suspiciously good mood warning sign it's
0: a total shock Parker looked happy
2: yeah well but it's, like, it's okay so it's obviously it's like Julie's subconscious or whatever is being fooled into thinking it's okay it like you're safe
0: mm-hmm.
2: everything is all right Um. Uh,
0: the other yeah, girls Ava so- uh, Mac, and Caitlin come up there's the, uh, the funny thing where Caitlin says so lunch you and us even though Parker is there, so it's like, uh, you know, you and like, us. It's Parker yeah, yeah. not quite they, included in that.
2: She's doing a bit of a the thing. There's gymnastics here and how they mm-hmm. conveniently work their way around Parker. and the oh, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. Oh, I love it. I, I want to point it out every time we see it. But like there's like a crescendo of normal that's building here. She, oh, I can't. I have lunch plans with Natalie and uh And
0: then the hallway goes quiet. Well, she it goes quiet step. just as she's, like, turning the combination on her lock to yeah. open her locker. Yeah,
2: like, so people are watching her. She opens her locker, and a bunch of fucking kitty litter
0: comes pouring out of her locker and lands. Here's my question. Her. Is this, uh, is this like, kitty litter out of a bag or out of a used box? Ooh. Because that would be especially heinous.
2: Well, this is this is straight-up Carrie shit. How did they get right? it in there? Yeah. Well, you have to get in there super early, which, you know what? I admire teenage energy of like, yeah, I'll get to school two hours early for a prank. I can't get to work on time.
0: Well, I believe this is just as like the bell had rang and Carson is like, oh, that reminds me. Bullshit excuse. I have to go somewhere real quick, but I'll come back later. And so you're like, was he involved? Wasn't he like, were Natalie and Nisa, were they in on it too? It's seemingly they're not, but. I don't know. I feel like if that were to be revealed later, it wouldn't be unexpected.
2: Well, but even worse, it's like seemingly the crowd
0: is in a lot of. Yeah. A lot of people are in on it. Like everyone accepts like the main characters and and possibly Natalie, Nisa and Carson.
2: Yeah. So we even hear people saying like, dude, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I did, like did anything even close to this ever happen at our high school? Like I, I we didn't even have like normal hallways, so like the idea uh-huh. of like everybody like knowing that a prank is about to go down, I just I don't know.
2: Were you ever there when we tried to saran wrap the one guy?
0: Oh no, I participated in that. It was like complete and utter failure. We tried to surround wrap the uh international teacher. relations teacher on like in front of his class? It's like the second to last day of school or something like that. And it was like a dismal failure. And he just kind of like, just like shook his head at us. Like do better. It, you know, he
2: just shrugged our hard work fell to his feet. And he said, are we done here guys? Uh-huh. And we're like, blah, blah. and he's like, I can't hear you. And we're like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And he went back and finished his fucking class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when I hung up my, uh, my bully <laughs> spurs. I wouldn't say like, you're I'm bullying him. Well, I think in a different narrative, years later i don't know it was
0: a jaunty prank it
2: was, it was it was a jaunty senioritis prank. man it was some kind of i don't know jerk off motion dead poet society shit yeah mm-hmm. um we seize the day okay so okay. the yeah uh the crowd parts ashley appears
0: she feels has like a super villain <laughs> yeah welcome um, back miss julie and here oh, i thought you might want this she sauntered up to julie and placed something on her head Julie swatted at it, her fingers touching plastic. It was a litter box. (laughs) It was me. I
2: was the author of All Your Pain. Uh, No, I love how this is written, though. Before that, she said, and there she was, wearing a Julie-esque wrap dress, her hair in Julie-like ringlets, and with a smug, triumphant, hideous grin, Ashley, the girl who haunted
0: Julie's nightmares. I mean, this girl is Darth Vader in teenage form. We got kids howling with laughter, the telltale snap of iPhones taking photos. Yeah. 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 And Ooh. then uh, she's, she's, Julie's obviously freaking out. And then uh, suddenly she's face to face with Parker, who looked angry and vengeful as Julie felt. Uh, Parker grabbed Julie and hugged her hard, even though she was holding on to Julie against a storm. What does that look like physically? Yeah, I don't know. She's just
2: like hands in the air, like wrapped around nothing. People are like, this is weird. <laughs> I think we brought I mean, her. I think
0: it's like a Tyler Durden thing where it's like, He's pretty She's good just, at like not like giving it off. away with other people, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she runs the permutations. Could could Carson have been in on it? Like he did conveniently disappear right as like she got to the locker. Um,
0: Parker says, "I'll do anything for you, Julie. You just say the word, and she'll pay."
2: Julie's like, "No, we're we're better." Not. I like that that Parker's just like let me off the leash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm um we're better than that i know parker took a deep breath but i wish we could she whispered i wish just once people would get what's coming to them oh they will chapter
0: 15 it's another mac chapter uh this is this is when they go over to julie's house i believe right yeah they um, all all the other non-julie girls go to julie's house uh to try to like console her and well they've this, they've written like get out of town and dirty white trash on the uh garage of this gross house.
2: The detail I love here is that because of Julie's whole affect, they had to get her address from the email blast that Ashley had sent out because <laughs> Ashley also included her, her email address. I mean this is excessive. Is there's, there's like
0: we- no like anti bullying uh I don't know, task force at the school or something well, who I mean, be putting a stop to any of this. Normally there would be
2: but they are hoarders and that's apparently like yeah. against the fucking law here um uh, but like there, we get the details. There's random holiday direct decorations throughout the yard. There's mangy cats roaming mm. around. There's several junked vehicles stood up on blocks in the side yard. The grass is tall and full of dandelions and probably ticks. How the fuck long have they lived here? This
0: place to produce gross. all this, yeah. Like,
2: how, like, her mom is not active enough to cultivate several junked vehicles <laughs> on the side yard. Maybe they're already mean, there.
0: It was that was I why mean, they got a discount, you
2: know. It's like, I'd like the uh uh the details, the, the picture you're painting here, but I now I have questions. Mm-hmm. Um Mackenzie doesn't really want to visit, but they see Julie's car, so she must be home.
0: Yeah, there's a mention that Oliver has been texting her and uh he's he texts her like what are you up to and her heart saying she wanted to like her, Oliver. She really did. But she doesn't. So she just doesn't text him back back at all.
2: Suck it Oliver. Um we do get mentioned kind of reinforming the the thesis here. Before she got to know Julie, she always saw her as the perfect girl who wore perfect clothes and said perfect things.
0: Yeah, and uh, then when no. they see Julie, it was like a light had gone off in her and now she was dulled broken. Uh, broken. Julie's Be- just Be- like, doesn't even want to answer the door first, and then she does, and it's like she's given up.
2: Beacon Heights is home to cutthroat CEOs, noble laureates, and heirs to Fortune 500 companies. So no thank you to poor white trash. I mean, is this like a, like a real upscale MAGA town? Yeah, I wonder what the
0: demographic I mean, I'm sure there's red districts in Seattle or their surrounding areas of Seattle.
2: <laughs> Does like the guy who invented Starbucks live here? Does he have a home here?
0: <laughs> Fuck that guy.
2: Um Medicare, that's not American. Yeah.
0: Um You know, yeah, I just, uh, I I think I like made a like a monkey paw wish recently where I was like, man, I wish there were less people in Starbucks, so there were more tables open. And this is how we're gonna achieve that.
2: Yeah, there you go. Um I love that she gives credit to Oliver for the funny emojis. It's like he's not handcrafting them.
0: <laughs> I mean, A well timed emoji. Yeah.
2: I, I didn't invent the eggplant emoji. Emoji is <laughs> what I
0: send when I kind of want to end the conversation. You know? The
2: tiny little grabby hands. Yeah. It's like clearly I'm looking for words. <laughs>
0: like, no, I no, I got the text. Yeah. Thanks.
2: <laughs> oh my God. You and I have sent so many thumbs up texts to each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right back at
2: you. Um, so she keeps thinking about stupid Blake and a stupid letter and a stupid chapstick and a stupid guitar case. Group decides to head up to the house. Um, there's a hilarious moment where they see a quote-unquote shifty-looking cat <laughs> who goes into a dirty,
0: deflated kitty pool. Sir, and I'm like, why Sir is there Sarah Shepard, what cat hurt you? I feel like this is just this is the propaganda against cats in this book.
2: This is like an orgy of evidence of the hoarding. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to hear about the things that produce. Well, as I understand hoarding, they're remnants of your life that just stick around.
0: Yeah. So anyway, the the girls try to offer their condolences and support. And Julie's like, thanks. But like, no, I don't want to go get many Um And so they all they all leave except for Mac, who hangs around. And she says to Julie, I know how it feels. Uh, and then she winces because it's not exactly true, and says, "I mean, I've been teased too, humiliated, and so they're kind of having a little moment here." And well, Julian invites it's, her in. It's
2: true. I mean, do you remember what happened to Mackenzie?
0: Oh yeah, no, it's it's a different level of humiliation, I guess. It wasn't like literally in front of the whole school. Yeah, but, yeah, you know. I
2: mean, it's slightly more, slightly more private of a violation. Yeah, but yes, yeah, so she invites her in like she's a vampire. Miss um, Ken- Mackenzie describes how the inside of the house just fucking stinks. At and one I'd point, like...
0: she has to step over a litter box to like squeeze through the, the hallway. Yeah. Uh, so
2: they go Julie's to Julie's,
0: room. Julie's never had anyone here except for Parker,
2: <laughs> who has no nose.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Look at it that way. Um, thankfully, Julie's room can, smells can like perfume, ghost fresh smell. Mom. Good question. I I would hope not.
0: I mean, they're not People corporeal, stink. and so, I mean, I don't know, that's a whole other question of how ghosts would see in that case, but um,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she describes it as being akin to stepping into a different house or a different universe in Julie's room. Uh, McKenzie says that Julie's room is so nice, um, and Julie mentions the thing about Parker. And Mackenzie's like, oh, so you told Parker about dot, 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 and Julie's like, yeah, but not at first, though. She should have. Would have brought him closer and maybe not ended her life. Um, Mackenzie just nods, not wanting to push, you know. She knows that all the Parker stuff had taken its toll on Julie. So clever. I love it. Then they change the subject. And it's yeah, built the, she, in too.
0: so many times Sarah Shepard is dancing so close to like, is Julie or Parker going to give themselves away? And it's just like the conversation just never happens to go there. Well, it's like she's just like sticking it in her face as she does this bit of a thing. But like yeah.
2: what's what it's built in though, because it's like I'm presuming obviously Parker is dead, is my guess, but yeah. like. I mean, it's not actually like in a coma in a hospital somewhere. But, like, it's a dead person. So, it's like you would dance away from the topic after it comes up.
0: But I think it's one I of mean, those maybe things where... not you where, and I,
2: but, like, other people would for sure.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those things where both Julie and Parker personas have, like, an unconscious sense to steer away from certain conversations and topics. I, I You know, no, it's I like think, they I they, without really fun. thinking about it, they just kind of naturally never you know do the thing that's going to make someone ask a question like you know like wait what are you talking about parker's dead like they just know how to like never run into that wall
2: oh i don't know i i kind of think that they have just actually gotten lucky i think it's everyone else Mm. is like oh we don't talk about that we just change the subject because it seems like how it's been is that everyone else changes the subject and takes it away from this i think they change the
0: subject too is the thing
2: hmm so what did Nolan do to McKenzie? McKenzie says that he pretended to be into her just to make some money off of his friends, um, which really hits resonance with the Blake and Claire shit, kind of. So Julie says she should have known better about going to school today. It's, you know, she said, it's not like, I don't know how the school works. I'm not an idiot. Mackenzie's um, purse tips over and some stuff spills out. And of course, in my mind, I'm just thinking about Elaine from that Seinfeld. So then my diaphragm goes flying <laughs> out of my purse. <laughs> but it's not uh, so serious. Yeah,
0: Julie... Uh, this is where the lipstick comes out. Is that right? Or no, oh, the note. Saying- the note, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, and so then Claire, or not Julia, not not Claire. Uh, Mackenzie has yeah. her little kind of a, not quite a breakdown, but there's some tears and she kind of like blurts out the Claire Blake situation and whatnot. And uh, Julie is just like, oh, now it makes sense. Why you mentioned Claire that day at film studies. I always wondered. Hmm, shouldn't have told Julie what? that.
2: Yeah, I kind of like that Julie's just like, you know, I would, uh, (laughs) my life is a fucking hellscape. I would love to hear about your kind of nothing problems (laughs) comparatively. (laughs) Oh, by Uh, the way, uh,
0: Mac wears checkered Vans. So blonde hair, but like messy blonde hair, glasses and checkered Vans. uh,
2: Mackenzie's becoming my favorite. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, It's not like I actually want her dead, says Mackenzie. So they're talking about the list again. The list comes up a lot in this section. How two of the five people on it are dead. Maybe it's all nothing. So Mackenzie has to leave uh, to go do dinner for parents. More Juilliard celebrations. Uh, She walks out of Julie's smelly house, starts worrying about Claire, and she says – or she's thinking – What Claire was doing, or she's worrying about what Claire was doing now. Was she at home? Was she safe?
0: Should Mac worry about her? Yeah, because she's thinking about how people are dying now. So it's like, should she be worried?
2: It was ironic. The girl she hated, the girl who hated her, might be the person who needed her the most right now. Mm, Let's see. Eh, Fuck her. But I was like, you know who's not being
0: mentioned here? Carson. Well, it's a Mac chapter, but sure.
2: But it's not like anything has given us indication that, like, Carson's been calling nonstop to see if Julie's okay.
0: Well, it, I I don't know where that would come up in this chapter. so mm. I, I, I'm not going to, like, slag Carson for that, because this is a McKenzie chapter. It's from yeah, her too perspective. Bad.
2: Too bad. He's already slacked. Mm. Uh, chapter 16, Ava. So, while these two are having their tete-a-tete, Ava's, like, driving Caitlin
0: um, away. She Which, starts- by the way, is, like, what five chapters in or six, the sixth chapter into our reading here, and sure. it wasn't an Ava chapter in like the chapter before either. So like it feels like Ava's like much less present. She was more present in the first book than in this one. She's kind of more like a bit of a plot, not, not a plot device, but kind of like she moves the plot kind of in the in this book. Sort of. I mean, it, again, it
2: reminds me of okay PLL. It's an ensemble show, but our anchor is going to be this Lucy Hale character, mm-hmm. and then it's like. 11 episodes in it's like our anchor's actually kind of the Spencer character but our, no one's going to tell Arya that because she's got the Ezria thing <laughs> like she's still kind of the star in a whole other show that's just tacked on to this whereas with Ava it's like I kind of like it's like what if we just killed off her Ezra <laughs> what if we called a spade a spade and then we just murdered him with a knife
0: Well, there, uh, I like this mention of a uh, a project for AP English which is updating her Lady Macbeth Facebook page what nice. is that like <laughs>
2: Yeah. Isn't that the like the thing on social network where Zuckerberg starts a the a, a page about some paintings and just like stirs the pot to get people arguing about it?
0: I guess I assume that this was literally like role playing as Lady Macbeth on Facebook.
2: Hmm.
0: I guess hmm. I don't know. Maybe that wasn't the intent, but I'm just picturing like the Lady Macbeth Facebook page like, "Hey guys, anyone know how to get this spot out?" Yeah, I was going to say, "There's a spot." Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so she's just on
2: autopilot after she gets rid of Caitlin. She's driving to the correctional facility where Alex is being held. The dude's bail is 25000 His parents are teachers who are struggling to raise that money, so he might be in there for a little bit, we think, at this point. Something cracked in her earlier in the day. She decided that she needed to hear Alex tell the story about beating the shit out of those people or whatever, or murdering Granger. So she, she, needs, police- she needed
0: him to tell her that he wasn't guilty and that he hadn't killed Granger. Uh, there's yep. a weird detail here where she's like yes. going to the the jail and getting a pat down, and it yes. says Ava was pretty sure the female officer gave her an extra squeeze or two while, while no one was looking. Okay, I'm 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 sure it's
2: nothing, but I'm fascinated by that.
0: It's just like kind of a weird tossed off detail, yeah. Like, um,
2: but like, why is this female correctional officer giving you an
0: extra squeeze or two? I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so Alex comes in. He, he looks wrecked. Um, so she intense. So thanks to so herself sad. that Alex was the emotional one in their relationship. God, he cried during Toy Story 3. <laughs> Which is a
2: weird detail while he's just been in prison for some time to remember that.
0: I don't like, think so. She's I think she's remembering that like, oh, yeah, prison's not going to be kind to this dude. He's he's kind of like a sensitive one. You know,
2: she's like. Prison is very hard.
0: Hey, did you watch uh, this week's True Detective? Murder people, murdered children.
2: You should try to kill yourself if you get a chance. Yeah. I did.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. I can start crying. Hmm.
2: Um, so he apologizes. None of this, he knows none of this is her fault. She remembers the emotional one relationship. like you said. Uh, she asked if he did it. He says, no, of course not. Tells her that he texted Granger, stay away from my girlfriend or I will kill you. Because she had told him that Granger hit on her and the police didn't even That's believe her. That's pretty
0: explainable, yeah.
2: That's fair. I mean, that's texting someone you're going to murder them is maybe not cool, but it's like the least of the issues here. Um, he addresses the thing that it's old school because he beat up that dude because he raped his ex-girlfriend. She had begged him not to say anything because her parents were crazy, that they would freak out if they found out, you know, she was no longer pure. So he had to make this dude pay. Uh, she asked why he told the cops that he saw her, Ava, at Granger's that night. And he's like, well, because I did. And you weren't exactly clothed. I and mean, he's like, care to explain
0: that? Um, it's like bitch, you're in prison. Um,
2: but she tells him the whole story, especially how Nolan was she
0: tells him everything. Injured. If I'm not mistaken, right?
2: Yeah, she lays it all out. Yeah,
0: she tells him about the film class, and then there were none. The all their motives, the prank they played, how they all suddenly looked guilty. Yeah, this guy's got the full deal. I mean, I guess no one's listening in on this.
2: Yeah. Um. So he mentioned they saw them all leave, but then he saw someone go
0: back. So this like a injury. this is like a Hannah move, right? Like you just tell your boyfriend everything. Yeah, I guess. Anna, tell me everything. Anna, um I'm the emotional one. Remember that time I cried doing Toy, Toy Story 3?
2: Somewhere, someone is imagining that and going, "Oh, <laughs> oh, Caleb. He's like, no. Watch as I feed you this
0: strawberry. You know what? They're all about to fall in the fire. Yeah, it's emotional. I have not seen Toy Story 3. Neither though. have I. I just know there's, there's some sort of scene where like they're all going to like Fall into furnace, and then I guess they don't. I don't know.
2: Oh, I was thinking it was like, remember that scene where the little boy goes off to college or whatever, and he's like, I've outgrown toys. You're a toy, it's complicated. Anyway, um, that's why his fingerprints were all over the door handle, because he thought he was going after Ava. She says no. She went home, took a long hot shower. Understandable. He heard a scream, saw someone run out again. It was definitely a girl, sense of boobs and all that, wearing a hood, maybe a hat. Um, apparently whoever did it didn't leave fingerprints on the
0: knife so like, hey, cops, you've got supposedly this dude's fingerprints all over the door and in the, in the house and whatnot, but like not on the murder weapon. Like, what do you think is going on? Really? Well, question for you. You've just
2: broken in and touched a bunch of shit and then stabbed somebody to death. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, let's say it's a crime of passion. Let's mm-hmm. say you just you got a, like a froth. But now you're like, oh, shit, what have I done? I hear sirens. What's the first thing you wipe off?
0: The murder weapon. Okay. Why wouldn't you have a, a different idea there?
2: I, I don't know. I mean, it's just saying there's always some bullshit reason for the cops to think you would have wiped off the murder weapon that you just murdered somebody with. Okay. Uh, so they apologize for keeping secrets to each other. They forgive each other. She says there's things you wish she could undo. She's glad to have him back, but she only has him back so much since he's, you know, in prison for murder at the moment. Um, but that's where he's going to stay. until she figures out who really killed Granger.
0: And then he's out of jail, like two chapters later. <laughs> I mean it doesn't seem like they have enough, personally. Like yeah. they've they've got a, a threatening text and they've got his prints on the door, but his prints aren't on the murder weapon. Um he probably doesn't didn't they say like there were like scratches on Granger or something like that? Or maybe that was Ashley that they're scratching. No, it's on. Ashley's scratch. Yeah. Ashley yeah.
2: okay. well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, basically They probably don't have any out-
0: of his DNA anywhere inside, I'm guessing.
2: Here's how the works so, up. They go to a grand jury. They say this is what we have. Do we have enough for for to proceed the trial? If the grand jury says yes, and I could see that they would, uh, it's like a it's a it's a thing. Okay, look, this is what we got. We found him like literally on the scene, standing over the body moments after death. I mean, I could see a jury convicting. People go away to jail innocently for like less, probably. Anywho, chapter seventeen. Uh, Julie's working as a lifeguard at the rec center. A bunch of kids start calling her "dirty cat lady." Everyone starts laughing
0: at her. <laughs> "Dirty, Man, dirty cat lady."
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a dream, though. And we, Before the dream's you over... You know, it's though, a she, dream immediately. At first, I was like, God damn, this town is fucked. But she, before the dream's over, she dreams of herself wearing a nightgown made of cat hair. And, like, Ash ah, is there getting more and more people to laugh at her. She's calling out for Parker to help her, and then she wakes up from this afternoon a nightmare. The detective's calling, Detective Peters. Uh, he's realized that she was not in school today. He wants her to come to the station. And he ends, it with, ends the phone call with, don't even think about not coming.
0: Well, this is the way it's presented here. Uh, he paused. And Julie, his voice had suddenly shifted from professional to firm and dark and threatening. Um, yes, she asked nervously. Don't even think about not coming. He hung up before she could reply. Like What the fuck? These cops. Jesus Christ. Dram- dramatic as fuck.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's one thing. There's, I there's do some not catty want
0: dramatic bitches. These cops are.
2: That's one thing I do not want to hear from anyone to tell me. Don't even think about not coming. <sighs> mm
0: hmm
2: shivers um so she gets to the police station and everyone's there including parker she's wondering where parker spent the night before also parker's phone is supposedly turned off again i can't wait till somebody like looks at julie's phone records later
0: <laughs> <laughs> why do you keep texting yourself can you yeah. text yourself i haven't i'm not sure if i've tried in a very long time i don't know maybe you can
2: hmm,
0: hmm. how am i not myself
2: mm. um so the cops look haggard like he's been doing all nighter since Nolan's death he's got crumbs on himself yeah dude <laughs> mister mister don't even think about not coming <laughs> Fucking clean your
0: ass up and wipe, yeah, maybe, wipe the donut crumbs off
2: yeah, brush off your fucking shirt takes him in the conference room tells him the Alex I just, has been released
0: I just keep wondering is this gonna be like uh, that scene of Mr. Robot where like the feds have everything you know yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they've just been like waiting to spring a trap or do they, are they really like this stupid
2: Here's the operation. What's it called? Like scorpion or whatever. Yeah. Um, or rattlesnake or whatever the fuck. So yeah. Tell them that Alex has been released. They should be worried about the evidence that points towards them. And again, I'm writing down where are their parents? Why aren't their oh, parents? Oh, there's a line
0: in uh, a little bit yeah. later where it's like, Oh, we'll tell your parents afterwards because we have to, after we like,
2: I don't, like, you I don't know, think after
0: like,
2: especially like after we had, we forced you to speak to mental health professionals. I don't yeah. think that's how it works. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe Washington State's different. Everyone seems surprised by this, even Parker, but not Julie, who'd been expecting this. Hadn't she? It says. Which I was like,
0: hmm, hmm.
2: So Texas says that this is their last chance to come clean, and they do not. So he brings in a Dr. Is, is Rose. Is this
0: where he says uh you girls should really be worried about all the evidence is pointing at you?
2: Yeah, yeah. He said that's a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So he brings in Dr. Rose, who's like a psychological profiler, who will talk to them all individually. Uh, Text Peters implies that one of them may have done this and not told the others.
0: Oh, it's it's also mentioned that all their prints are all over the house too. But it's like, okay, but their prints aren't on the murder weapon either. Sure, all right. What if the only prints are on the murder weapon are yours, mine personally?
2: Yeah, dun dun dun. Oh. Twist. You're <laughs> like I, surprised.
0: Could I stab a man. Feel like you you really need to stab hard. You know, I feel I feel like my first stab wouldn't be hard enough. Where would you where, where on the body would you stab him? I mean Am I aiming to kill? I think I go for the chest. You,
2: you tell me. What are you doing?
0: I mean, I don't think I'm one of those like pros who like knows to like go in like through the armpit or something like that, you know? Okay. Okay. But you're not like,
2: I'm gonna stab him in the dick. No, uh,
0: I'm
2: not a pervert. I don't know why you're stabbing this guy, all right? Calm down, put the it's, knife down. It's your
0: scenario, not mine.
2: Wait, whoa. You can agitate it again, all right? Um, So Dr. Rose takes Julie first. The question about the parents comes up. They say you'll have to call the parents. They'll have to call her after the interviews. And I'm like, that's not how it works. Also, (laughs) I like how they're going to talk to Julie. The rest of you go home. We'll talk to you later.
0: Yeah, like over the next few days, we'll do our interviews with the rest of you. It seems like they should all do it at the same time so no one can get their story straight. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But it's like also you're like, okay, we can only – talk to one of them first. Yeah, I want her. The one who's like, keeps talking to an invisible person.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, it seems like the way you'd want to do it is you want the one psychologist to talk to all of them because like you want her read on everyone, right? Right, right, right. But you can't have them like, like getting their story straight. So you have to like isolate them all and they all each have to wait like for their interview and like not talk to each other.
2: I mean, here's where the Rosewood cops fucked it up not a big enough police station. So they're like, yeah, sure. Melissa Hastings, you can sit next to Peter Hastings and whisper (laughs) secret confessions into his ear. And then he can cross paths with like the other interested party who like whisper, like, uh, I assume
0: that our deal still applies, Peter. Oh, there is Uh, a, there is a line here where Ava's just like, what are you implying that one of us did it and isn't telling the others. And he's just like, you said it, not me fresh. What a little sassy bitch.
2: Amateur cop move. Uh, so Julie whispers for Parker to meet her in the parking lot. Parker nods. Parker's like, I have no intention of keeping this date. Also, I'm not real. Um, <laughs> the so cops are like, yeah, stuff. yeah, her. Yeah. Talk to her first. <laughs> <laughs> the one talking to the chair, like she's Clint Eastwood at a Republican National Convention. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to the Rose's office, she starts asking Julie questions. I kind of thought the Rose stuff was interesting in each of these chapters. Um, Julie decides to be honest because she knows if she lies and she looks more like a killer. Also, she's not 20% cats yikes she, i mean two are kicking my ass i can't imagine 25 more um but she's like also not the persona that currently has an active relationship with a mental health professional so that's i'm true. sure Can she's imagine like
0: the amount of cat shit Ugh. yeah
2: i mean i guess you could just shove it in your fucked up kiddie pool or all your stacked jumped vehicles
0: that's when these cats need to be outdoor cats you know what i'm saying
2: I would like. I would need to be
0: hazmated
2: up to get in that litter. I mean, that kitty box should or that kitty pool should be the litter box.
0: <laughs>
2: There's like a certain number. I think cats
0: like like their own litter box. but so I don't think they like to share.
2: Yeah, I think I think that is the case. I mean, technically, I have two, and they just don't use the other one. Mm. They like co poop in the one anyway. Co-poops. That's exciting for people. Mm. Um, Doctor Rose asked about the home life. She talks about her mom being a hoarder, how rough it was in California, how people treated her there. She said she tried to prevent that here. See, this to me is
0: the chapter where it kind of gets juicy here because yeah, we're, I mean, we're, we're flirting so close that yeah, I think the doctor starts to catch on.
2: Oh, the doctor more than catches on. The doctor is like writing something down on a notepad and circling it like a thousand <laughs> times. Like she's she's broken the case wide open here. Uh, but Julie's like, you know, she tried to prevent that here. She's keeping everyone away by not dating, not getting close. Then that bitch Ashley Ferguson happened. She sent that email, did the litter thing. She's basically the new Nolan Hotchkiss. Um, Julie tells Dr. Rosa she hates Nolan for what he did to Parker. And we get the other shoe dropping here like a thud. Well, it's we find the out. the
0: mistake she makes where she says that Ashley's like the new Nolan, and Dr. Rosa's like, huh? And Julie's like, ah, oh, fuck. You know, well, like play she, cool.
2: <laughs> and she keeps going and she uses some tense issues. Um, So we found out that Julie got the call that night from Parker when Nolan slipped her the oxy. Yeah, Parker and the biggest begged trigger, and
0: begged, and she made up a lame excuse about her mom was throwing a party and didn't want guests. I'll be fine. She trigger, told Parker.
2: Yeah, yeah. The biggest trigger for Parker's asshole dad was drugs. So it was like, maybe Nolan thought it would be funny if Parker's dad beat the shit out of her. Yikes. Um, So yeah, her mom's having a party or something, a cat party. So she takes Parker home and that's the night that Parker's dad like really attacked her. So
0: and Julie's. Well, she thoughts, she drove Parker home. She went and got Parker, but drove her home uh, yeah. over her Parker's drugged out protests. And Julie's just thinking like, God, what an asshole I was.
2: Yeah. So she, in her thoughts, she's telling us about how there was like months and months and months of Parker being in a hospital with stitches on her face and her neck and her arms and plenty of broken bones. Um, darker, says,
0: darker. It's amazing. Parker forgave me. She should hate me.
2: Yeah. And then uh, you know, the point that there's no way Julie could know the extent of this, you know, thank fuck Parker's forgiven her. And the doctor's like, You think that Parker has forgiven you? And Julie's saying, like, yeah, that Parker's her best friend. She'll never let anything happen to her again. All very present tense. And Doctor smiles like, We got a live
0: one here. Although the way she phrases it, she says, So you feel Parker has forgiven you,
2: Julie.
0: <laughs> hmm Yeah. Um, so doc, I out, like that line. Uh, Dr. Rose gave Julie a warm smile like she really did understand. <laughs> yeah.
2: She she flat out asked Julie if she killed Granger and Nolan. Julie says no. The doctor says she doesn't think that Julie is capable of murder. But what about the others? So <laughs> Julie leaves. Parker, of course, is nowhere to be seen. Her phone goes straight to voicemail. Julie, of course, in her guilty conscience is like, oh, my God. What if Parker was literally standing right outside the office and heard all of this?
0: Mm, uh oh.
2: So Julie drives home feeling uneasy, worried that Parker might have overheard her confession. Then she opens up Instagram, rookie mistake, shit ton of
0: notifications because Ashley has tagged her in a photo. It's of the animal control van is this,
2: outside her house.
0: Is this before or after she like zones out and drives around for a while?
2: Well, the thing says, the book says Oh yeah, this is befo- an a-
0: hour earlier. So this is after. So when she gets out of the cop meeting, she goes, gets in the car, she pulls out of the parking space and just dot, dot, dot drove. Around little neighborhoods through downtown Beacon, even by the water. So like she's spaced out, decompressing. Eventually, she notices her phone is blowing up, and mm-hmm. she sees that Ashley is like Instagramming about how she called like animal rescue to the Julie's house, and like there's her mom out like angry on you know the sidewalk or whatever. Is like animal control is taking all these cats away. And so the captions, Julie Redding, queen of feline's no longer. Hashtag no filter. Mm-hmm. That Hashtag seems unnecessary.
2: No filter. Yeah. Or I don't know. Maybe she's the queen of Instagram. I would love to seeing the American Vandal season about this this year's school. Um, so it occurs to her since the photo was posted an hour ago, perhaps Parker went after Ashley to fuck some shit up. So She calls Parker, leaves a voicemail asking her to be cool. Julie drives over to Ashley's place. The door is open. When she gets there, she hears a scream. She goes inside. She goes upstairs. She has like this, she finds that Ashley has the same bedspread as her. Well, there's Ashley a couple the same shampoo as her.
0: There's a move here too where she she looks up Ashley's number from the Beacon High student site. Um, she logged into it to find that. I wonder if that will be evidence, perhaps later. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So she finds basically Ashley's wet dead body in the
2: tub. She'd been showered, hair down the drain, like scratches on her. No pulse, no breath. Julie's freaking out about the possibility that Parker might have done. this, So she flashes back to that conversation of film studies. And Parker had said, or Ashley Ferguson, I like to see her slip and crack her head open while she's in the shower washing her copycat hair.
0: Yeah, in case it wasn't obvious, Ashley's dead. Ashley's yeah. dead body is in the shower. She's not breathing. Yeah, um, this is where it gets fun. Though. There is an interesting mention where Julie's thinking about Parker and whether or not she would do this. And she thinks she's not the same girl as before, the girl who got in people's faces and shook things up. So the old Parker seems like a real firecracker. Yeah, she's in fun as fuck. Oh, and she's like friends, actual friends with Nolan Hotchkiss, the asshole, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's something, there's like a detail still missing from the Parker-Nolan friendship. I, mean, I think it's like an Allie-Knoll thing, you know? He's got secrets Maybe, too. maybe,
2: but maybe. I mean, that made me think, like, can you categorically say that any of your friends would do a murder? I could think of
0: a few. So yeah, uh, Julie is thinking if Parker had done this, then her fingerprints are probably all over the room. And now mm-hmm. so were Julie's. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. She couldn't call the police because she could never do that to Parker. She knew what needed, she needed to do. And she felt a surge of strength from deep within her that was going to let her do it. Uh, she's going to get she rid sure. of all the evidence, every drop, every fingerprint, even the body. That's what you did for your best friends.
2: Yeah, that's how it ends. Prior to that, she starts folding Ashley's arms over her chest and is looking around for the right tools. She says, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh shit!
0: Oh shit!"
2: Well, you like, know, she's she's cutting shit up, or is she like liquefying?
0: The detail of Ashley having the exact same bedspreads pretty weird. because well, she, she she's thinking, out, like, how, how would she know this? Yeah, how would she know this? Like, how does she have the same shampoo? Um, but I mean, we've we've heard both from Julie mm-hmm. and from like Mac visiting Julie's room that her room is like ridiculously spotlessly clean. So I guess Julie knows how to clean and that's going to come in handy here.
2: I was just going to say like, what if later on you get the detail that uh, like in the past Parker's the one who shared these personal details of Ashley, but that's impossible because by that point, Parker never seen her room.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Parker in life seemingly never got there
2: unless she really is alive and is a real person, but
0: I don't think she's a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, spooky. Uh, chapter 18. Let's do it. Chapter 18.
2: Chapter 18. Mackenzie's driving to school. She's thinking of a mashup of Rossini and Rihanna that Blake had turned yeah. her on to. Um, she actually has to yell, stop to herself. Just stop thinking about Blake, which fair. Um, she also met Dr. Rose yesterday. Talked a little bit about her self-esteem, the film class. She couldn't remember it all because she was so nervous. She's not quite sure what she said. Uh, Dr. Rose had pointed out that Ava had lost her mom. Caitlin had lost her brother. Julia had stuff with her mom and Parker. Smartly played Sarah Shepard. Dr. points out that Mackenzie's friends are some tightly wound people who might explode in certain ways. And Mackenzie's like, like murder? Dr. Rose says,
0: I'm not saying that. Are you saying that? (laughs) Unless that's what she thinks. So there's a line here. Um, Let me see if I can encapsulate it just right. So the sentence before is, Ava seemed very tightly wound. The doctor commented. Did she seem traumatized about her mother's death? Same with Caitlin. She lost her brother. That sort of had to make her angry, right? And Julie had her troubled home life. And Parker, well, dot, dot, dot. Sounds like you've been involved with some friends who have some serious baggage. That almost feels like cheating.
2: Yeah, well, it's, it's smart, though. It's I, I
0: feel like it's that's like, yeah, it's like maybe tipping toe across the line there. Because it she's the suggestion here is that Caitlin is thinking about the way that all these other girls have motives suggested by the doctor and she thinks Mm. of Julie. And then she thinks of Parker, like comma and Parker as though Parker's another entity to, to discuss their motives. Yeah.
2: But no, it's, it's brilliant because you could read it that way or, or correctly. You could read it as Julie has stuff of her home life and Parker. Like, this this section that we're like I can remember some of the podcasts we did on the first book. And I was like, okay, some of this stuff is good and some of this stuff like it's it could have been better. I feel like this middle section, she is doing a victory lap of the trolling and the teasing. Do of you the think Parker if you did if
0: you weren't onto it then, would you be onto it now?
2: I would hope so, but like the second if you're not, which for If you're not where you're at least book, thinking
0: like, hey, Parker seems shady, you know.
2: Well, like, if anyone's read this, don't spoil it for us. But, like, what if you weren't thinking the Parker thing that we're thinking... What are you thinking? Yeah, what were you thinking? And also, on the second read, were you just like, she's just middle-fingering me the whole way? Because <laughs> <laughs> this really feels like if you didn't pick up on it and this is your second read, Sarah Shepard's just, like, jumping backwards and, like, like double-middle-fingering you. Mm. Um, so she's briefly gotten Mackenzie suspecting that her friends had violent sides. Um, this, this is
0: the, like the part in the book where they all start to suspect each other or they're, yeah. they are they're tense enough to start throwing accusations around. Um,
2: well, also more text from Oliver asking, are you okay? Which she's wincing through. She winced,
0: not knowing how to respond and decide not to respond at all. I got to be honest. There's a part of me that just like, like rages at the thought of that. That's just, uh, just, just, just tell them it's over. Tell them something. Jesus Christ. Let me ask you a question. This mm-hmm. has always happened to you before.
2: What if she just sent like an emoji?
0: Like a frowny face emoji? No, because sure. that, that wouldn't communicate the right response, I guess. What, I don't about,
2: know. what about grabby hands?
0: That would not communicate. What if an the... eggplant? Like, was like
2: clown face?
0: What is, is there a single emoji that communicates breakup, I guess? Is there like the shruggy emoji?
2: And if so, can I work into like a business context?
0: I mean, I think I, I'm just trying to think of even a gift you could send there because I feel like if you sent if somebody asks you, are you OK? How do you communicate? I don't want to talk to you. I'm not into it anymore without it just yeah. seeming like, oh, you're not OK. You
2: know? Well, but also in a way that's like, I need you to be cool with my decision. Mm-hmm. I need you to be cool. I need us to be cool. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Oh, I don't want to deal with your shit, yeah, like really, your emotions on this. Yeah. yeah I like also, emojis this is, this is, now. This is the problem. Yes, it's, it's getting our, our favorite gifts here. Um, this is the problem with a book, though. She really can't dive into, like, it, you know, Mackenzie's awesome collection of gifts. <laughs> you know what I
0: mean? What gift would you send to, to communicate that?
2: Oh, hey, don't
0: call me out like that. Okay. Yeah, you have to. You have I mean, to be there's. In, I try you think you there's, to be in my trap. To there's get my the gifts. one where the guy's saying, like, nah. You know, I don't think that's enough because you just think, oh, you're not okay. You know, like.
2: To be fair, I half the time, if I give a shit about you, I really do think about the, like the dual layer context of my gifts. Mm. Sometimes they're just garbage content, Could, like throwaway gifts. But so for certain people, it's like there's layers here that you probably aren't going to pick up on because they're probably stupid on my part,
0: but mm. I'm it, working on my angle. Well, that's good to hear. You know, it's perhaps a little blunt, but the middle finger. I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel like that does communicate a fair amount.
2: Again, are you okay? Middle
0: finger. I mean, I feel like then you're Oliver is probably thinking like what I do, but you know, whatever. I think the general idea is communicated.
2: Well, the start of the conversation has been uh, has been starting gunned. A broken heart. Well, But again, he's going to want to rush in and fix it. Guys have to fix things. Like we're we're lazy motherfuckers until like we think that we're not at blame, and then all of a sudden we become like plum plumbers and contractors and shit.
0: Maybe Uh, a a broken heart, a middle finger emoji, and then the monkey with the hands over the ears.
2: I'm pulling out my fucking
0: phone now. Mm
2: -hmm. (sighs) Let's look at gifts.
0: And then maybe a skull. You know, everyone, stop what you're doing. Let's just. And then like the fucking clown gift, just for fun. How about one of those? with this. Uh, an OK symbol with your fingers. I don't know about these. You're just texting random gifts here. These are good gifts. Ooh, no. ooh, I got it. Mm. This last one. No, the poop emoji's not enough. <laughs>
2: um, ooh, oh, is there like a thumbs down? Oh, there is a thumbs down.
0: See, but if you, if you said are you okay? And he got a thumbs down. You're just gonna think, oh, they're not okay.
2: Uh,
0: now I'm getting to the, the weird gifts. It was like the
2: zombie grabby hands of both <laughs> it's, genders. It's, it's cool. the elf. He just send them the elf back. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a fucking well, magatoad. Isn't it a magatoad? It's a toad. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. The Russian flag. Yeah, some of the Russian flags <laughs> clearly indicate Mueller's reports coming soon.
0: <laughs> I I think a a broken heart, a middle finger, and a and a monkey with hands over ears emojis, like that's as tight as you can get it. I feel like that communicates I'm hurt. Fuck you, don't call me.
2: Just these like I love these like social teen hieroglyphics. What is the monkey telling us?
0: It's saying I don't want to hear it.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, it's the it's the uh, the here no evil monkey over. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Huh. And maybe a knife, you know. Just oh, I was just looking at the knife. I was looking at the knife, I was looking at the hammer. Hammer, I don't know, that might be sexual. Hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like I would need more wow, there's a lot of flags. God damn.
0: <laughs> there's the, like the it's... Easter Island, like like uh, face. The the Moai, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've watched so many documentaries
2: about how those things have moved my life. Hmm. And what if it's skate. just what if it's just that bad boy right there? <laughs>
0: the Toilet. I like that one. <laughs> I feel like that's you need like a you plus me equals, you know? <laughs> yeah, because
2: you're like, you know, what smiley face poop emoji. It's played out. I'm just going to give you the you plus me black heart emoji or toilet emoji.
0: Or maybe it's like eggplant, knife, skull. You know?
2: I just thought of the one. Uh, let's see
0: if they have it. I don't know if they have it. Fucker, they don't.
2: Uh, I was going to say if they had a broom.
0: Oh, there's no broom. Yeah. A
2: broom and an arrow and like a finger <laughs> Here's pointing a
0: broom. At... Do it yourself. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. What are we doing? We're talking about a book. Uh, so she gets to her locker. She sees like, like kids lining up the two groups. Uh, there's Alex.
0: And man, this this school oh yeah, Alex this. is back. That's right. The school
2: has no short of prius. Um, so Mackenzie this over chapter is
0: this is a Mac chapter,
2: Mac chapter, okay. Mac attack. Um, so over here is this talking to some other girl about another girl who has just disappeared. Apparently, this chick's room is super clean, which was wild because this chick's a fucking slob. And Mackenzie's thinking, oh, they're talking about Julie. But wait a minute, like could she have freaked out after her interview with Doctor Rose left town? But wait, Julie's no slob. What the f?
0: And then we find out if Ashley was running away, wouldn't she have at least taken her phone? You know, she Oops. can't live without it. Oh, shit. Ashley. Ashley's missing.
2: Bitch, Ashley. fucking yeah. dead. So her parents had come home. They found out she was gone. Her car's in the driveway. Her phone was upstairs charging. That's how you no. Know it's murder.
0: The phone detail's weird, I guess. I, I Maybe well, you don't want to take it with you to track it, although they would have Julie's phone there. Um, here's, here's, here's my... Here's my just my wisdom. If you're going to go do a murder, don't first
2: of all, don't be without your phone because that's weird. You just put in the airplane mode. You're going to drive to a murder. I don't know there. if
0: I would trust that. I'd take the SIM card out.
2: I got to
0: gotta point. I got in airplane out, mode though. and take the SIM card out.
2: I got to point out, though, you did tiptoe away when I asked who of your friends are possible murderers. I got to I got to admit that I noticed that.
0: That's that's like you feeling a little nervous. That's
2: a little fingerprints on the knife right there. Um, hmm. Yeah. So Shizzle. they wait a few hours. They call the cops. someone Uh, has a
0: guilty conscience
2: you think I did a murder?
0: I didn't say that
2: you think someone on this podcast is a murderer? that's interesting that you said that (laughs) a twist ending you and I both were murderers
0: (laughs) of the same person
2: there's a there's a great murder she wrote where um, two thirds of the way like the It's
0: it's like an Orient Express but not planned
2: no, you see actually the person walk into the bedroom of some the, the, the person is going to get killed and they're sleeping and they just whip out their gun and they just like unload this revolver into the sleeping body. body and then they're already like, he
0: did, it was already dead. It was oh, that's like, like a Gosford park. Oh, spoilers.
2: Yeah. 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 Later on it was a Gosford park, but it was like, Oh, well we actually can't charge you for anything. Cause you, you didn't kill the person. That's they right. Were already
0: dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though you unloaded your revolver. The best way to There's do it. Going. You get your closure.
2: Yeah oh there you go that could be like a service you could offer
0: yeah anyway so ashley's missing max freaking out yeah caitlin is somehow right there as well with ava and and caitlin's thinking this is all 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 our fart fault you know uh, we said the words now everyone's dying and then what you almost said farts i did say oh this is all our farts yeah
2: (laughs) that cloud you're walking through it's it's
0: all mine fucking crop us at you uh maybe we should turn ourselves in That's caitlin enough. said frantically <laughs> her voice rising it was clear she had to talk about this right then there's no waiting before anyone else is killed before anything else happens what do you think i mean it's uh somewhat altruistic i guess yeah so they're they're just kind of freaking out about this in the hall and you can tell like mac just wants to get the fuck out of there but like caitlin wants to talk about it and they're discussing You know, like, who could have overheard us? And we're going to go to prison. Shut up. Maybe we can figure this out ourselves. Alex said he saw a girl going to Granger's house. And, um, you know, what about Ashley? Parker's dad doesn't make sense. And is there someone who does make sense? Ava snapped. Matt couldn't help it. Her eyes darted towards Ava suspiciously. She thought about her own conversation with Dr. Rose. It was hard not to have some hypotheses. She barely knew these girls. Ava stiffened. I didn't hurt Granger, she said defensively as a reading Max mind. And I didn't do anything to Ashley. So now now that you know they're starting to turn on each other a little.
2: It even throws out that Mackenzie has a lot to lose, having just gotten the Juilliard. And there's actually a line. This is where I, my my love of Mackenzie both wavered and was solidified with uh it was one thing for her to suspect <laughs> them, but how dare they suspect her? Seriously. <laughs> So, yeah, she's throwing it
0: back on. Ava. Well, there's there's a fucking vicious one from Ava here. Where she's like, I'm sorry. Have we forgotten that Nolan drove your brother to suicide? Ooh. You make the most sense for that. Got any cyanide on you, Caitlin? Well,
2: yeah. And Caitlin's like, how dare you? Um, Which, you know, they almost about- fight
0: here. Mac has to get in the middle.
2: Thanks to Kelly Kapoor. I never know if the words how dare you are, are sarcastic or sincere. Or
0: not. <laughs> I have a question. How dare you?
2: Yeah. I never know now honestly Yeah, I may even be looking at people in the face and I'm just like I don't know if this is like what are your emotions here um, Mackenzie's like hey guys I know I started this or we all suspect each other but let's not do that can we
0: rise above of this turmoil that I started I, I believe the conversation eventually turns to Julie here and it's like yeah. maybe we should ask her where she was yesterday after our meet at the police station that was about the same time that Ashley dot 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 you know it's like, you're mm. not saying, oh, of course not. I, uh, I don't know. Ashley was ruining in her life. You know, I was thinking my prediction in the last episode is that, uh, Leslie would go next, but mm. in, in retrospect, this makes much more sense because there's a closer connection to Julie with Ashley here than with oh, the yeah. others, you know?
2: I mean, I, during the one chapter I was ready to kill Ashley. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, Ashley wasn't fun like
2: Claire, too.
0: Claire's not fun anymore. Oh, Mac thinks at the end of this chapter, first Nolan, then Parker, then Ashley, dot, 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 and then Claire? I don't think Claire will be next. Uh, especially because of what we get to in the next few chapters, but, you know, we'll see.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think... Well, how many do we have left? We're almost at, at the just, end, too, yeah. yeah, Yeah, like, I don't think... Claire is next I think you might have been right about Leslie
0: next Claire is the only one I'd feel bad about I think I don't really feel that bad about Ashley like yeah she's just a bullying teenager she probably didn't deserve to actually literally die but she did seem pretty awful I feel like Claire there is a suggestion that she may have been blackmailed and manipulated by Nolan as well and so I don't know how much we can blame her and, and her alone for some of her actions
2: i mean okay so what claire has done there's like two incidents that claire has done to her friend Mackenzie. i don't know that the um the
0: reciprocity i feel like we're gonna find <laughs> out <man's> death <laughs> i feel like we're gonna find out that nolan blackmailed claire into like going and making out with blake like at the start of that relationship or else, you know, like, go make out with your, your friend's crush or I'll reveal these photos of you or something like that. That's I don't my know. prediction. I'm, I don't like know, gotta
2: we'll say, the, the only problem with that prediction is I don't think that Nolan has the wherewithal to be, like, a
0: social terrorist like that. Doesn't he? I, I guess he know. is pretty dumb, yeah. That's more of a no-con I mean, move.
2: I feel like they had to kind of retcon some of the Allison stuff to be like, like, oh, it's this is her, like conflicted feelings like taking a weird form against pigskin or whatever. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. No one just seems like a fucking doofus to me. He seems like a little bit too, like an unsophisticated seems, bully. Yeah. This way. He doesn't even seem like a Don jr. This is straight up Eric territory. Hmm. <sighs> My father. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no mention of Parker, really. Mackenzie's hilarious because she's like, now all about solidarity. We have to stay unified in public. You're at least in public. So they part ways. Mackenzie goes to the orchestra room. She sees Claire reading a bulletin board, and she's like, dun-dun-dun.
0: What if Claire's next? I, I, I already covered this, yeah. it'll be we okay? Well, yeah. uh, chapter 19. Uh, it's Caitlin chapter. There's another mention of Ursula Winters, which I like. Uh, it's yes. like she kept one eye on Ursula Winters, too, wondering if Ursula was behind all this. Maybe she is. Maybe, maybe we're just a bunch of idiots and it's going to be Ursula the whole time. To be
2: fair, I think I said
0: something in the very beginning. Oh, we both had her on our radar right from the start. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think I uttered the words my girl, Ursula Winters. Here's the thing, though. Of all the, like, the, the fucking magnitude of, like, stupid teenage names that we've heard,
0: Ursula Winters sticks. It stands out. For sure.
2: I don't remember half the others like Jeff Yang or whoever. Oh, and there's a the mention um, um
0: were those scratches on Ursula's arms from a struggle with Ashley Ferguson in her house? Yeah. Yeah. So Caitlin, the rest of the day
2: is a blur. She has to focus on school and soccer shit. She Jeremy's keeps
0: avoiding her.
2: Yeah. She's waiting to hear that somebody will come running in a room and yell like Ashley's ah, actually dead or the cops are out to get her. Um Yeah. Fucking Jeremy Ava. Like when they she encounters everyone else during that day. Ava turns and walks the other way. Mackenzie rather go get a salad in the cafeteria than be near Caitlin, which is ice cold. That's ice cold shit.
0: Maybe it's Like if Caesar. you
2: like, I'd rather go get a salad than talk to you. I'd be like, what have I done? Um, also yeah, Jeremy's avoiding her. Maybe she's avoiding him too. Maybe she is. Jeremy she sucks, has... yo. Jeremy sucks. Jeremy Baremy. Uh That afternoon she has her interview with Dr. Rose. Doctor Rose starts with the news that a hey, I heard a girl went missing at your school. Um, and it turns out, you know, this is in the film Class of You, was taught by the guy. Wasn't he killed recently? How interesting. And Doctor Rose,
0: Rose, yeah, she kind of brings it around to uh, Julie a little bit here, if I'm not mistaken, right? She's kind of like, do not one uh, your friends kind of have something against her? <laughs>
2: um, yeah, talking about Julie, all the shit pivots over to Taylor. Gets into talking about how she's sensitive to bullying. Uh, When it's done, Caitlin's driving. She's distracted. She's not sure if the cops now suspect her or Julie. Like Dr. Rose, we don't really have a sense of who she is as a character. I like these scenes of her. This is like a character that I I could see being like fleshed out in a TV show. Having some fun with that, you know?
0: Um, Yeah, sure. But Caitlin, uh, she can't bring herself to tell on Julie. Uh, So she tries to be vague about the whole things. And she's shocked to hear that... uh, Dr. Rose, like the cops know about the whole kitty litter thing in the locker and the Instagram photo of Julie's house. And yeah, like, we have Instagram. Yeah, Kitten's like the cops you are like checking page? Instagram now.
2: It's, uh, it's Beacon Heights PD uh, 12. Mm-hmm. I guess there was Beacon Heights PD 1 through 11 were taken. Like and subscribe. Um, So she ends up driving to the Friday house.
0: She lets herself. <laughs> Almost crashes her car a couple this- times. She's so distracted.
2: Yeah, oh, like like a bus crash at one point too. I thought she said, uh, she's been this for years, usually to see Josh. Of course, this is the first time she was letting herself in to see Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy's in the den watching a black and white zombie movie that Taylor had watched before. Um, this motherfucker is cold as shit to her. She goes to him, basically just needing like you know affection. He's like I said, ice cold. At one point, he squeezes her knee and then takes his hand away. Like he's he's uh, what's the word for Mad Men? Getting off on withholding.
0: Do you think there's a little bit of a weird kind of memorializing of Taylor, but with like a psychosexual component where it's like this is your are in to mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Caitlin mm-hmm. as
0: well? Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. gross.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: this isn't going to last. No, no, this is this is all kinds you, of even if he wasn't a massive dick. This is like this just seems like a bad foundation.
2: This could have been a really healthy friendship that's turned into a really fucked up relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh he tells her he's trying to be cool, but it might take him a while. Well, it's like she asked him how just,
0: his, how his day was and yeah. he just like won't look at her. He just like keeps his eyes on the screen. Like, you know, pretty good. Ugh. Ugh. He's like uh, I'm trying, I really am. It just might take a little while longer to get past it.
2: Past what? You inarticulate. Because he Tita went and Jasper. got
0: One Direction tickets because that was the only like neat date activity he could think of was going in and spending money. The,
2: the only detail that would make me feel one iota of sympathy for him if he was like, these were $250 tickets. Ticketmaster really gouges you. <laughs> so she makes a comment about how she. But do you see what I mean, I- though,
0: about how like that? It's like, yes, she like likes One Direction, but that's not as the most personal of date activities
2: yeah I mean uh, it's not a
0: horrible date activity but like you could tell this guy thought it was the fucking silver bullet you know as
2: Sandy Bullock explained it to Keanu at the end of Speed you uh, you cannot like you know base a relationship on like these high stressful situations you've shared you have to base them on really intense sex which these kids aren't having um, so she makes a comment she's trying to be playful she's trying to be funny maybe we could pass so hopefully we can make out again he humors her with a light chuckle
0: and then this, this, what if this we just, like, gets. What if we just took it out right there? <laughs> flaccid. Oh, obviously. All,
2: don't 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 take your dick out for any reason. It's never charming in the way you think it is. But also, a flaccid dick. What are we doing here? Don't waste my fucking time. If you can't show up hard, like, psh, fuck you. Insult to injury. Um. So then Josh shows up with his massive fucking cast on his foot like I said this is where the chapter gets brilliant because he's so like pained and struggling to get by well
0: he happens to like limp in front of the TV to talk to them and you just you're just waiting for Jeremy to be a dick and be like oh excuse me like dude you could pause it you know you could you also, could pause it as your brother is talking about like how like oh I still had the scholarship for a year but you know I'm can't gonna be not gonna be able to play.
2: I mean, I don't want to dunk on people of interest, but, like, it it almost delves into, like, office-style cringe humor. He's, like, red-faced of pain
0: and, like, groaning of every step. I mean, really, this dude should have paused at the moment Caitlin sat down next to him.
2: Yeah. Well, because I was waiting for him to, like, do the move where, he like, he turns the volume up and you, she's talking. You either
0: pause it or you turn away and it's clear that you're, you're not watching. It's fine. You can talk, you know.
2: Also... Your black and white zombie film? What? What?
0: You've seen what? it before, okay? We know yeah. you watched it with Taylor.
2: Yeah. What?
0: <laughs> I mean, what? Point, Night of the Living know, Dead. If it's not that, why? Like, okay, whatever. It's,
2: I'm curious. I, I this is the geek side of me I, like, there's like
0: a cow at one point. I'm trying to remember. There's like a cow. I don't think there I think is one. That's on like a house mostly.
2: Well, there are some inserts of like the local folk doing yeah. local folk stuff, but. I don't remember anyone doing anything of a cow because it was a low budget movie. So why wouldn't you like, just
0: say Night of the Living Dead? I guess. I don't know. I'm still waiting for a year
2: on that uh Ten Little Indians. Um, yeah. So he's you know, he's she's asking about the nature of the injury. He says it's bad, may not start next year, it's gonna hit the
0: physical therapy hard. You just know this Col- bugs the shit out of Jeremy. Just the oh. the shop talk, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. College coaches promised he still has a scholarship, and he's just, you know, he's like, hey. I'm just going to do this thing. Uh, she's shocked that Josh is being so cool. Usually, when he's pissed, he goes outside and kicks his ball around. Now he's being <laughs> pretty chill. Um, and of course, Jeremy's like For some oh. reason. I'm just
0: picturing Josh like punching himself in the dick when he's mad.
2: <laughs> his single ball. Yeah. <laughs> Childhood accident. Pow. <laughs> oh my god, that might be the funniest you thing. Just, I've you ever don't play
0: of... soccer with a pin in your shorts. That's the thing.
2: <laughs> you don't want to Peter Gallagher yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, I'm, that reference
0: actually, out of nowhere.
2: Oh, we haven't made that reference on a podcast in a while. It's been a couple of months. That that choco had volumes. Mm-hmm. Man, you you're just a master manipulator. Um, you're, you're just committing murder right here. I know who my answer about <laughs> committing murder. It's you. Hello, police. I'd like to report a dead body. It's me. Um, yeah. So I, here I am. You've you've lured me into this I'm humorous. Going to thing quietly I'm...
0: drink my four loco here.
2: <laughs> Are you actually drinking four loco?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what flavor fruit punch what's that like <laughs> it's uh it's getting there you,
2: this is not the first time you've done four loco before in the past, oh not on right? the
0: pod no no i just i uh i happen fun. to be uh, only in my real life <laughs> yeah no i went to 7-eleven after lunch and i was like i i want to get something to drink tonight and this seems like the most efficient method
2: yeah i get you get my
0: swerve on and the like the the two armenian uh check out guys were definitely like laughing and talking to each other about me the whole time i was just like yeah yeah i know
2: they uh those guys at the thing in the corner from your place they have oh, I don't, fun
0: i don't go there anywhere i don't like those guys this is a different place
2: oh. i mean those, those two guys have fun at the expense of their uh clientele
0: i, I don't uh, like any place that's got like uh like cash cash only limits or, or you know like you, you can't play with your card unless it's this much not about mm, that you better mm. have apple pay that's what i'm saying
2: yeah, you like to do things with your, your watch, like, to like caress the machine of your watch, right? Mm-hmm. Like you like, ooh, beep. Yeah. Um, anyways, you learned me to this false thing of picturing a teenage boy punching <laughs> himself in the dick as hard as possible. Which <laughs> might be the funniest thing I've ever conjured in my brain. Um, yeah, so Jeremy, like you said, is uh, can you move? You're blocking the TV. <sighs> For of are off, I Jeremy. Him, I picture him having like Kylo Ren voice.
0: Um, oh, no. So, how, how dare you? Oh, I know. Uh, could you move? You're blocking the TV.
2: Uh, so Josh does. It's extra I would never
0: be caught game. dead watching a zombie movie.
2: What are they doing to that cow? You know, I'm a big supporter of PETA. You wouldn't think it because of all the black, like, the monk-like costumes and the s mask, but I, I really am. Um, it's actually funny because every move is painful and exerting. So
0: I picture it taking, like, five minutes for him to leave the room. Oh, well, Josh, Kate, Caitlin thinks to herself, uh, when did Josh become so mature? Had breaking up with her done that? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and take credit, Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's, yeah. she's trying to flash Jeremy the reassuring smile that communicates, I'm with you. Well,
2: because she's amazed at how nasty he is. Not the side you
0: really want to display. To have, we, have we figured out yet whether or not her and Josh are fucking? Um, i feel like it's still up in the air i don't think so totally you don't know, think some uh things have slipped past the goalie there it's it's hard to tell Sorry, i guess i had to take it it seems like there would have been more of a suggestion by now I, I guess i think that i think there might have been a thing where it says like they're gonna wait or something It's somewhere in there
2: uh, uh to when like college scholarship comes in so, like, they put on the freshman 15. Like, what are you waiting for?
0: Dorm rooms, man.
2: Uh, you should fuck before college. Um, oh. That's a bummer. Um, I, there should have been at least some talk obliquely about intimacy, right? Hand jobs. Yeah, some HJs, some ZJs, mm-hmm. T to Z.
0: <laughs> this podcast is going well. <laughs>
2: You blew it, sir. I have no self-esteem. I would let you put me in a cage. <laughs> um,
0: Parker shot up straight. Oh, we get this?
2: oh, hold on. So, so yeah, the diffuse, she's trying to defuse his nastiness. I'm with you. She evenly teases like, hey, we were going to schedule that makeout session, right? So he finally wraps an arm around her, lets her curl up next to him. Like,
0: he's just ah, like, fine, and like pulls her head down to his crotch.
2: Yeah, just, just <laughs> magnanimous as fuck. Mr. Uh, uh, he's broken my mouth, brain thoughts. Um, so she has to wonder about like what she's actually thinking of Josh right now. Uh, yeah, sorry. Chapter twenty. Meta statement.
0: Parker shot up straight. Where was she? She knew she'd been sleeping, and it felt like it had been for a long time. Like she like straight up like wakes up in the woods and like a, a behind a uh, so, Nolan Hotchkiss's place in a cabin.
2: She's in a. She's in the cabin. Um, yeah. Meta statement because I've had a weird week, man every time I've retired to my chambers to enjoy some more of the good girls, I'm like, give me a juicy Parker chapter. It's like the last
0: chapter. It's a pretty juicy chapter. I've got Isn't a lot it? highlighted in this chapter.
2: Oh, nice. Um, this is the place where she and Nolan used to hang out. They called it the clubhouse. Sometimes she would crash here when things were shitty at home. And of course she had brought Julie here
0: before. I'm just assuming that Parker and Nolan were like that weird, like it, they're not a couple, but they're a couple where it's like, They've gotta be fucking right, but they're somehow not. They're just like weird, you know, compadres or whatever, you know. See, this is I think like, I mentioned
2: last time. Like if this was a show, if this was a show, I would I would have a reveal later on where it's like Nolan, you know, he's a fucked up dude, an immature asshole, but like he had like feelings for Parker and there's more to their story that doesn't really matter because they're both dead. But I, I it would be
0: like Parker was he secretly like loved her, but he didn't know how to like express it without you know. You're humanizing him and, and saying like, "Oh, he he didn't know how to like actually tell her that," and so it was just like this weird kind of like frat boy relationship or something,
2: or something. And and you know, I don't want to humanize the people who take pleasure in the pain of others, but like I think that's the general arc of all things. PLL is somewhat towards redemption. Everyone's got people. their reasons. People who don't know how to act right, but. uh the like the the current question that I would totally want to like dive into the pros and ask Sarah Shepard is, uh, what point, what draft was the uh, like? Of course, she brought Julie here before. <laughs> like, at some point, was an editor like, wait, how does quote unquote Parker here?
0: Oh, know about this. The Man, line
2: miss, there's gonna be some fucking egg on her face if Parker's a real human being that everyone can see and hear.
0: <laughs> the line at the end of this chapter is fantastic, uh, but it didn't surprise her in a way. As usual, it felt like she wasn't even there. Yes, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, bravo.
2: Oh, geez. So there's no more police tape around the Hotchkiss house. Um, Later that afternoon, she goes to Coffee Works. It says this is where she's been hanging out instead of Cafe Mud. Well, it's, it which was is,
0: seemingly like four in the morning when Parker woke up. As well, by the way, she like gets the hell out of there. Yeah,
2: six a.m. Um, and I was like, okay, why? Why are we getting some kind of talk of like where Parker's been, but I like this detail because when Julie has made the mistake of going out into the world, she went to cafe mud and that went wrong. So of course the Julie Parker entity would be frequenting cafe coffee
0: works, not cafe, cafe mud, the steel and reclaimed wood mothership of cool where most of Beacon Heights students hung out during the free periods.
2: I hate cool people.
0: Um, so it sounds like a Chipotle. Yeah,
2: Lee Cathay muds like, see, I was not running for president. Um, she feels something in her ears. It's Julie's earrings. Of course, she forgot that she had borrowed those again. <laughs> what draft was this
0: in? Oh, <laughs> uh, why am I wearing Julie's earrings? That's weird. Must have borrowed recon, them.
2: Re-con, re-con, yeah.
0: Man, we're going to look so stupid if this is <laughs> no. It's lock it in, man. There's no way.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're we're spending the fucking farm here. The Which, farm by the way,
0: the I don't think it. I don't think it detracts. That we've have seemingly, uh, you know, cottoned on to what's going on. Like I feel like it's fun to know. VR. It's it's fun to read, seemingly in the know of what's going on.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the joy for us has been appreciating the craft mm-hmm. of executing this. Um, our our, you know, the way we're made up. The problem is that we're almost solely here for that, and so the other stuff maybe isn't working as well for us.
0: I think the Mac stuff is working pretty well for oh. me.
2: Yeah, like that Mac chapter in this section. I said this—that might be my favorite chapter of the book so far. Honestly,
0: mm-hmm. Mac seems like, the most developed as like a human. Like she's allowed to have flaws that are kind of deep and interesting. The idea that she'd still be obsessed with the guy who broke your heart rather than, you know, like I don't know. Well, Caitlin seems rather surface.
2: In the in the the pardons of all PLL, I think there's a good job of. Getting into, like you said, the mind and the heart of a teenage girl and, like, all of that stuff that goes along. But Like, I felt like I was watching, you know, a To All the Boys moment there. But throughout, I think it's been pretty consistent in a good mixture of, like, what's going on in Max world, good or bad, and also this larger Nolan bullshit. Whereas it's actually, I think, it's Caitlin who has kind of the Ezria thing where it's like when Caitlin gets really mired in, like, the, the Friday business, it's like – maybe this isn't the worst thing in your well, world right the, the weird thing you know? with
0: Caitlin's chapters here in the, in this section is that like one of them ends with like Josh like breaking his ankle and like they call an ambulance and shit and the next time we catch up with her it takes a couple pages for her to be like oh yeah Josh yeah. you know and so it's like well i guess it wasn't that much of an uh, emergency you know it's
2: like <laughs> <laughs> you were, you've been cold to me ever since Josh's funeral yeah, yeah. um but it's like it's like it's like Naria mentioned of Nolan's stuff. I mean, occasionally the, the Taylor stuff, I guess. But It's like, more
0: Granger than Nolan at this point, yeah.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like, the Caitlin stuff, it's like, when she gets on, like, the, the Josh and Jeremy subject, it's like, she's, that's all she talks about. And it's like, I mean, I guess I, I'm kind of curious when we get into Gone Girl and Headcanon, like, that mixture of, like, I got a lot on my plate. You know? <laughs> like, I got legal issues, I got romance issues, I got a lot of stuff I mean, happening here. I
0: do think that it, it wouldn't work the same way. It's a very different book. If you have even one fewer character, I do think you need all five, mm-hmm. but it, it does. It's like, you, it's a buzzsaw. You're going to have to run into from here or there that like, you're going to get a chapter that feels like it's not very important. Mm-hmm. But, but if you're, you're trying to to hide amongst the weeds, I guess, you know?
2: But yeah, the, the key is that that's when she gets in some of the the lines that we've appreciated mm-hmm. the most. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the the ticks and the long grass and Julie's yard, as Speak, it were. Speaking of which, let me read this uh, rumination from Parker here, please do. She vaguely remembered sitting on a bluff all alone <laughs> last night, drinking from a six pack of beer, talking to Julie on the phone. Julie had been in one of her hysterical moods. Julie had started by saying something about how Mac had stopped by and had told Julie all these terrible things about Claire. Apparently, she'd practically annihilated Mac's chances at Juilliard. Uh oh, <laughs> watch out, Claire. Mhm. Cuz this I feel like this is the moment where you're like does Claire or does Julie have enough motivation to go after Claire? Oh, here it is. Mhm. Also
2: I would be like aside from all that, I cut up a body today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's just
2: remember been- that. I've been scrubbing my hands like crazy. There's a spot. There's a spot. There's a spot.
0: There's the there's only thing spot. Parker knows is that uh, she's keeping a secret, a big secret. Uh, she'd started seeing Fielder again, which is a weird way to phrase uh, going to a therapist.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's, it's a weird miasma, though. Uh, and at least she
0: doesn't call him Elliot, but yeah. Well, she does a couple times in this, though. But I mean, here, like if she if it True. had been if she started, had started seeing Elliot again. That would have even more popped off the page.
2: Right, right. Yeah. But like there's a weird miasma of like your pocket universe persona mm-hmm. is like excited to talk, like work out their issues, but there's also wrapped in like a like a display of sexuality. I don't know. I guess that's kind of the thing. Like it, that's what reminds me when she talks about her observation last time that Fielder clearly is into her in some fashion. That kind of reminded me of the way the the female officer gave Ava a couple extra squeezes, I kind of was kind of reading that like as more as like from Ava's perspective. I don't know.
0: It feels a anyway. little more PLL to me than perfectionist. I guess. <laughs> Whatever that is, yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess that that ever present sense of of uh, kind of the gaze, you know, okay. and, and being being victimized by people. Which is I mean, more? Seems more like a PLO thing than the perfectionist thing.
2: Two books in this. You read how many books of the PLO did you read? I think I did
0: four and a half. So when got, like, when like Emily started squatter. having a crush on some like some sort of like youth group God squad or guy, I was just like, I'm out.
2: Doesn't she like?
0: She, I think like, she has a baby with him. If I'm not like mistaken, a dumpster, she's like a dumpster baby, right? It's like a doorbell ditcher situation.
2: Um. But like, do you get the same kind of like? I have a sense of this
0: world. Like, I get the overall, I don't know, mood of this world. Like, I don't think Beacon Heights has the mood that Rosewood has. Okay. I mean, granted, that's it's not the most fair comparison because like, there's a, a, a TV show with visuals and whatnot and, and a score and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it doesn't seem. Well, quite I, the meant, same I meant from Rosewood. the books that you okay. read. That's what I meant. Rosewood seems more pastoral, I guess, more more rural. In the books.
2: Okay. More more Hopper than uh, what's happening here. Sure. Uh, um, Yeah, so she's seen Dr. Fielder again. Uh, Parker feels like she needs more of the visualization
0: techniques that he's been teaching her, which, hmm, there's interesting. A, there's a funny moment where it's like, Parker realized she'd never actually spoken to Ava or any of the others without Julie there. <laughs> oh, because out of nowhere, here's Ava. Yeah. Ava walks up to her, and Ava's
2: just like, so this is where you come instead of school, huh? And I was just Were like, you just like I, rubbing
0: your hands together right oh, now? Oh, yeah,
2: literally. Literally. I saved this chapter right before we recorded. Like, and I was just sitting there just like making this. Mm-hmm. That's probably sounding gross. Making that gesture. Um, that so they okay. get coffee. They sit by an old Pac-Man arcade game. Parker realizes that she's never
0: actually spoken, Ava. Huh? It's like a Chipotle, but it has an old Pac-Man arcade game in there. Do you remember like the Pac-Man table? Oh, yeah. I assume that's what she's talking about.
2: Oh, I don't know. She said, she said, by the old park, Pac-Man. So Mm. I presume they're just near it. Anyways, I don't think they're actually playing.
0: It's like a reading ready player one all of a sudden.
2: Yeah. Um, so she's thinking about the stuff Fielder said in the last session and telling Ava that she's worried about being the cop's radar again. And Ava's like, how are you feeling about Ashley? Parker says, you know, I don't feel great about the whole cats and Instagram shit. And Ava has to point out that Ashley's been missing since Tuesday. And, Parker's like, what? And again, if you would talk to Julie, if you would, if you were a real person really talking to Julie or if your personas were emailing each other, wouldn't you still have mentioned I had
0: to dispose of a body? Well, they haven't been talking lately, you know? She talked over a six-pack via the phone yesterday. Eh, you know, it didn't come up. Um, okay. There is a mention in here. Where is it? Um, she mentions blurting out in a session... Um, to fielder about like the police so fielder knows at least some of her angst about the police and in the investigation it's not clear how much she blurted out to him
2: mm-hmm. um parker assumes that ava's bringing all this up as a point of concern because of you know, the names that they listed like they were arya fucking stark so parker well, asks how ava and alex are well, let me ask distracted. you this there's mm-hmm.
0: um there's a line here uh, so this is parker speaking he says but we shouldn't worry about it right she said i mean that's where you're going with this, aren't you? Just because we rattle off some names doesn't mean we have control over them dying and going missing or whatever. Uh, maybe Ava said distantly. She started to tear her napkin into tiny shreds. So that's Ava who's doing that, right?
2: Yes, yes. I was okay. going to point out.
0: Um,
2: Ava's this close to like tearing labels off of bottles.
0: Oh, mm, well, that's a, that's something else.
2: That is something else. Um, Ava mentions that Nissa's having a party on Friday. BT Dubs, maybe they should go to seem normal. And Parker's just like, it- yeah, maybe.
0: Isn't like Nissa Nissa the name of like uh, the wife of uh, the prince who was promised in Game of Thrones? I, every time I see the name Nissa, I think of that. I think so. It's like he has to like plunge his sword through her heart to quench it or something. Oh,
2: wow. that happens.
0: That's on that's on page forty five of the what book. What is the name of me. that dude? I'm drawing a blank on the the name of the prince who's promised.
2: Uh, Azor is high. Azor is high. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, SI.
2: <laughs> yeah. You get your Valerian steel on SI. Um, Ava mentions that she came to this place after the, her interview with Dr. Rose the other day. So Parker is thinking about how she like blew off seeing Julie after Julie's interview. She couldn't deal with it. She, she went and told Fielder about this. He points out that she has trust issues. Lol, yeah. cause you know, you were murdered and all. Uh, Dr. Rose hasn't contacted Parker for an interview, which is fine with Parker. Cause she already has one psychologist. That's not how it works. Um, and then suddenly Leslie out of nowhere, Leslie comes running and grabs Ava. Before by the that arm.
0: before that. There's a oh. couple mentions here where like Ava's eyes are darting back and forth. It seemed like she was gonna, you know, muster up courage, but then the light in her eyes dim. Like there's a couple things like that where Ava the, she, the gears are turning. We don't know what about exactly, but she like never kind of comes out and says what she's thinking.
2: <laughs> Ava's like, so uh you're straight up bananas, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're 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 Cookie Town Banana Pants, right? You're 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 gonzo beyond the pale, right? Huh? Huh? Um uh, Well the, there's Ava, a
0: the, real quick, there's another line here where Ava I begin to wonder if Ava is fishing because she's talking about like the coffee shop. She's like, Oh, I love this place. Came here after a meeting at the cops the other day, actually. I was so freaked. I it was just wanted the biggest frappe I could buy. That was really stressful, don't you think? like is is ava just saying that kind of like guilelessly or is she like let me see how you react to this
2: because she is the
0: she's like the snoopiest of all of them you know
2: presumably presumably she's she's still like an inch ahead like as far
0: as who's in charge
2: um and i kind of wondered though like doesn't Ava need to take a little bit of the lead to become the final girl? That's why I'm kind of wondering if there's like a set piece coming with like Leslie in the Well, party. she's been
0: the most proactive about finding out stuff. You know, she's got to go talk to Alex and, and find out what he knows and hear it from him. You know, she's, <laughs> she's, she's basically, she's got to go to Granger's to investigate.
2: You got a good point though. So Ava's basically a little bit of Aria and a little bit of Spencer. Mm-hmm. Caitlin's a little bit of Emily. Like she's an aspect of Emily. Um, Mackenzie's pre-Hannah, um, pre-Hannah, like maybe a touch of like nerdy Mona.
0: And I, I was pre-Hannah for a while in college. Yeah. That was a bad joke.
2: Um, <laughs> and then Julie, I think like you want to think that she's like the Spencer, but she's really, really not. She's the, she's the broken mold,
0: um, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Leslie's she's like Allie with the, with none of the, uh, animosity, I guess, you know,
2: yeah. Yeah. They're not even having like fun. Like, you know, just two friends, two lady friends, like, you know, you're up late, you're talking about boys, you're in a mental hospital, one of you's not real. You put on an old record and you just kind of dance and kiss. Yeah. Um Leslie's like opening salvo is I knew I'd find you in this shithole.
0: <laughs> yeah. The woman spat smelling heavily like booze and perfume.
2: I like that Leslie's like, she's got a Susan Lucci it up. She's like, I haven't been in this book for like a hundred pages. I need to make a splash.
0: Went to school and they said you weren't there. They can't even find you. You ungrateful bitch is what she says. (laughs) She's like yanking Ava to her feet. Like just, ah God. And I, I think, Uh, I think this is key because like we, this is the one character on the list who we didn't have motivation for, for, Uh. for Julie slash Parker yet. And I think it's much more motivation than like a Claire situation because this is straight up triggering the Parker persona here. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like Parker
0: recognized the tone and she'd use the same one her dad as her dad plenty of times, you know.
2: I was like, oh, uh, Claire and Ashley, I've heard that you're some bad bitches. Uh, Hold my Chardonnay. (laughs) (laughs) So they do a great thing here where Ava's like, I'm sure you remember my friend Dash, and she gets cut off. And I was just like, ooh, nice. (laughs) nice like like i am just i i am just enjoying edging the fuck out of this uh i would be totally okay if it was like last like when when we got to the
0: the julie darker dr rose interview i was like oh is this where it's gonna come out and it's like, nope, yeah. nope, keep it going, keep it going. I'm amazed
2: how much she's like, where do you, I, we'll talk about but where do you predict in the next 10 <laughs> it'll come
0: out? That's a good question. I want to say the it's Mona hard. reveal in the PLL book four is fairly late in the game. Okay. So, yeah, I wonder how quick of a wrap up it will be.
2: Mm. So, when I found those those gifts I was telling you about, I found the other set of gifts where uh, it was, uh, um, oh God, what's her name? Shit.
0: The one that General I thought
2: was there. No, no, the doctor.
0: Uh, Therapy Ann?
2: Therapy Ann. And she's just like, well, Allison's uh, delusion of being the baddest bitch while also taking heavy doses of horse tranquilizers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Leslie's pissed because she had planned on signing up out of school, you know, getting her to help her for her mom coming. Leslie's like, do you skip school often? What do you think your father would think about that? And how dare you not be there for me?
0: P.S. He wants you out of our lives completely, Ava dear. And you know well, what? All those things you're accused of, he thinks you're guilty.
2: So they, they call each other liars. I love to just like, well, you're a liar. Well, it takes one to know one. Uh, threatens to tell her father how much Leslie drinks and all the fucked up shit she says to her. And again, Leslie's like, how dare you?
0: Well, yeah. Leslie grabs Ava's wrist and is like digging the nails in. And this is when Parker shoots her for you. It's just like, hey. Public. Yeah, this isn't is is fucking full like, public. Like, everyone's watching. Yeah.
2: Like, they need to be slapping each other at this point. Oh, it's like,
0: Leslie, I, I, I'm afraid you're signing your death warrant here. At least I hope you are, because, like, Parker will not sit for this. Like, abusive parents, yeah, you're going down.
2: I kind of thought, uh, Parker's on a
0: pro her right here. I'm cheering her on. Like, I, I'm not going to oh, be God, sad man. if Leslie dies.
2: No, no. Leslie is, is not only making a splash, reminding her of her existence, she is making sure you see her as a giant target. Um, mm-hmm. So this is when Parker sees like the, the fingers in Ava's Ava skins at the drawing of the blood. She said, it says she turned to Parker looking at her for the first time. At first there was a hint of a sweet smile on her face, but then her eyes narrowed
0: and her look turned dismissive. Well, then Parker has this flashback or, you know, quote unquote Parker does uh, to that night. I'm not sure how Julie would know this, but you know, go with it. Uh, and her mm-hmm. mom is saying, Oh, Parker, how could you as if it were all Parker's fault?
2: I I feel like it's explained away with just the, it's not the right word, but like the romanticizing of the trauma that the, that Julie has created. Well, I think there've
0: been, there were enough incidents with Parker and her father that mm -hmm. there've probably been other times that Parker could have told her about shit where her mom was like victim blaming, you know?
2: I think she's probably written enough like guilty fan fiction in her head of this whole thing. And that's probably like, what fuse to create you know quote unquote
0: I, I I think it's it's very possible that Parker, the real Parker told her about some of this shit though too, you know, yeah it yeah, but I mean I'm just
2: saying, she could probably imagine with some degree of accuracy what mm-hmm. what the final night would look like uh so like Leslie kind of storms out, forces Ava to basically follow her, um Ava leaves her purse behind, I wonder if that'll be interesting uh Parker comes out, watches them like speed away like slum uh, clumsily. Um. that's when she flashes back yeah, oh you she's respond. just
0: thinking uh, Ava you're not alone I'm here for you yeah, S- yeah silently she's sending her thoughts to Ava on the breeze
2: like psychic email or whatever but I like that her phone rings it's Fielder she ignores it she thinks he's the only person who cares
0: about her but she wants to get her head right first before she talks to him I mean it's it's becoming slightly comical now where it's like there's a new person to murder like every few chapters for Parker yeah yeah It's like, Ashley, that bitch, well, we gotta go. And it's like, Leslie, I never met you until now, but you gotta fucking die. Yeah. And Claire, I I heard bad things about you.
2: Well, also, I gotta point out the having Julie clean it all up and like make it disappear is very Norman Bates.
0: Well, the idea of Julie arriving at the house as she hears a scream. And then she gets inside and and Ashley is dead. Like the the idea that you're covering up your own crime and you don't realize it. You know, well, the scream is interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Is that real? I, I guess so. I don't know. How does that work? I have no idea. I mean, it's, it's unreliable narrator, you know, but yeah, yeah. I did. I did find that especially delicious though. The idea that uh, she's just too late to stop the murder that she herself committed and now yeah. she has to clean it up because she thinks yeah. her friend did it we've all been there mm-hmm. and it's like oh no my at parker's prints are all over the place and mine yeah most crime yeah so that was chapter 20 um getting juicy getting fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i hope leslie dies she seems awful but like just worthwhile awful I'm just like how is it I feel like it's going to be a very much like and then there are none type of murder where it's like the balcony like you know collapses or something and she falls off it or something like that you know nice. it's like somehow like the, the struts were loosened or something. nice yeah I, but I want it to be
2: like at a party and like her her grotesque bloody mangled bodies like on display like like I want another like a chandelier falls on her or something
0: do you want it something where like it's a huge scene and Leslie is like standing? She's the only one on the balcony and she's looking inside and she's yelling at everyone and like stomping her feet and it just like collapses underneath her. But like while it
2: happens, she's near like a a wine cabinet. I don't know if that's real. Mm. And then it's like a couple of bottle of wise wine wine bottles tip over and they're just like pouring wine into her now dead open mouth.
0: Oh. It's, it's like a... That got sexual.
2: It's like the, it's like the, and then this tear just rolls down. Her bisle, mm-hmm. it just drips into her eyeball. Sploosh. It's like the, the darkest possible nightmare version of Ashley Marin.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, that was uh, the perfectionist. Or sorry, the good girls.
2: I, I would say... I kind of really enjoyed this second set, part of the Good Girl. I think this that's book, not apparent,
0: and it's it's hard to say. Like it's it really feels like we're getting so much deeper into some of the characters here. Yep. I don't know whether or not it's like you had you needed the first book to to get to this point or not, but it mm-hmm. definitely feels like we're we're getting much deeper and we're we're appreciating the characters much more in this book than the last book.
2: And, and like I said, even the chapter that, that has like the least to do with the overall mystery was my favorite,
0: the Mackenzie one. Yeah. And I, I do wonder if all the the kind of onslaught of names that you get at the beginning of Perfectionist, it's possible that that was calculated. It's like I'm going to throw so much at you that you're not going to notice Parker. Type yeah. Of thing? Maybe. Yeah.
2: Well, but also somebody mentions online when I was watching American Man. It's like you you there are such a cacophony of names. In high school people who were around you constantly mm-hmm. and these stories buzzing and that's the thing is a lot of times you refer to people as their first and last name
0: yeah yeah totally mm-hmm.
2: um but it's just like when they're like listing all the people in the in the class at that one point I, that was hilarious to me because it was just like yeah here's 20 more suspects that i don't know what to do with <laughs> and none of them are ursula winners
0: you gotta watch out for uh, Ursula winners yeah is.
2: I I want like the Ursula Winners is
0: gonna turn out to be like an undercover like jump street cop or something.
2: That or post credits, she's gonna like she's it's like it's like three months later, she's at her dorm and she comes back from like now she's the captain of like the UW soccer team, and yay. And then she hears a noise and she turns around and like Nick
0: Fury's just like
2: Ursula Winners. I've heard a lot about you.
0: No, I think it's going to be more like all the shit goes down at the party, and uh, Julie's psychosis is outed, and Ursula Winters is just like, "All right, lock him up, boys," and she just like opens the front door, and the cops run in, and it's mm-hmm. like it's like the Mounties. She always gets her man.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you want to know who killed Ashley Ferguson, it was me in the shower with my nails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I am. I'm even more excited for the end of the month than I was for any of the previous installments
0: I so let me look at the chapter count here, so oh yeah, we got a lot like like the other books that like we get the shorter chapters coming up, so we're next next month on the podcast chapters twenty one through thirty seven Wow, and it's about it seems seemingly about the same page length. We're just gonna get mm. a whole lot more cool. Very cool. I wonder, do you want to like place bets on like what chapter the, the, the Julie Parker thing is outed? Um, I'm going to go.
2: Okay. Also, there are, there's four and a half girls.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You have to do some kind of wrap up.
0: I'm I already have my go... number, but yeah.
2: I'm going to go 32, 33.
0: I was going to say 33. Okay. So you take 32. I'll take 33. Okay. All right. And whoever wins, uh yeah, the other one gets to paddle them or something. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know. What you got anything else?
2: I'll tell you what. <laughs> if you win, I'll give you what you've always wanted. <laughs> I can put it anywhere I want. <laughs> Oh, this this—that's uh, a podcast, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, also, we have the other podcast called Headcanon. If you haven't heard about it,
0: February is our month of romance. We're going to be talking about Gone Girl in a couple of days. Yeah, and
2: you know what? Though it's it's 2019, and I know it's kind of passe, but we're we're big romantics. We're we're old fashioned like that. So we're going to really just get into some just uh, some modern. So we're going to talk about our emotions. Stories. Yeah, we're talking talk about our emotions. We're going to mm-hmm. have some tissues, maybe some wine, some soft lighting. We're going to talk real close to the microphones like it's an NPR podcast, but sexier.
0: Can we use Caleb voice the whole time?
2: Uh, we can We can probably share custody of it.
0: Oh, okay. What other voices do we use? Let's, let's, uh, we got, you know, we haven't done Toby in a while, but it just hasn't felt like the right time. <laughs> I was thinking about Toblerone. I'm not dead. Bed. God damn it.
2: <laughs> I was thinking about Toblerone in the scene. I was, I was. Sometimes when we do the podcast, I can only remember the show as our version. Hmm. So when we later find out that it's Alex shows up to like somewhere in a, a cabin or something to seduce Toblerone. And he's just like already shit faced. <laughs> and then we were like, after they have sex, Toblerone's like, be right back. And he doesn't taste like a hot beer shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Door open. And she's just like, ah, all of this has been worth it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I stopped Sorry, following.
2: I fell asleep on the toilet.
0: <laughs> I stopped following Keegan on Instagram. So maybe that's why I don't think about Toby as much anymore.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: What are you gonna do? Uh, I I I gotta think we're gonna have a date by the next time we do this pod at the beginning of uh, March.
2: We'll I'd see. Really, Could be I'd wrong.
0: Re- I'd really appreciate it if, we, if we don't. You know, we'll maybe do some interviews and whatnot, pad things out to, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. until we get to the show. But we'll get there. So next week on the pod, the March pod, we're gonna be in chapters thirty or no twenty one through 37.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: 21 to the end the end
2: this uh this book is old enough to drink and fuck up its life we are there for it
0: all right we should end this podcast now yes please do have a good one bye-bye